Wrestling has more than one royal family. Chief, you are so funny. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean I'm funny? What? What do you mean by that? I'm funny. Does I sound funny to you? No, that's not what I mean at all. It's, it's the way you cut a promo. It's the way you sell tickets. The way you sell WrestleMania. It's, it's funny. It's, it's funny. I'm funny to you. Like a tribal clown. Hey, Oos, I think you got this all wrong. Yeah, man, just hold up, Oos. I think... No, he's a wise man. He knows what he said. Explain to me how I'm funny to you. You know. No, I don't know. You said it. That I'm a funny guy. That I'm here to amuse you. Right? That's what you said, isn't it? It's just... When he... <laughs> you, had him. you better watch this guy you better watch it i don't know about this guy every oh, once in a while i wonder about you he was shaking who's this guy <laughs> is this a check get this guy out of here huh? <laughs> you believe this guy just last week he was asking for wrestlemania tickets <laughs> <laughs> you really are a funny tribal chief. I tear my heart open, I sew myself shut. My weakness is that I care too much. And my scars remind me that the past is real I tear my heart open just to fail Drunk and I'm feeling down And I just wanna be alone A piss cause you came around Why don't you just go home? Cause you channeled all your pain And I can't help you fix yourself Making me insane All I can say is I tear my heart open I sew myself shut And my weakness is That I care too much And the skies remind us That the past is real I tear my heart open Just to fail I tried to help you once my own advice I saw you going down But you never realized That you're drowning in the water So I offered you my hand Compassion's in my nature Tonight is our last stand I tear my heart open I sew myself shut And my weakness is That I care too much In a sky Yeah!
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 354 of the Hoots Podcast on this Thursday, March 30th, 2023. Rise and shine, everybody. We're recording this early on Thursday morning here in the lovely city of Chicago, Illinois, and also simulcast in the state of Colorado, as well as I'm joined by the Director of Operations, a.k.a. Dr. Royalty himself, Brother Carter. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good morning. The doctor is in the house, just not a doctor of anything that can be useful in any way, shape, or form. But I'm certainly glad to see you all. Glad to be back live and in living color. Baby, you know it's WrestleMania weekend. You know that I wasn't going to miss the WrestleMania weekend preview show, the best wrestling weekend of the year, the biggest wrestling weekend of the year, despite what Tony Khan and his cronies over at AEW say. This is the big wrestling weekend. WWE is the big wrestling show. Can't wait to be with you, Josh. Glad to be back. Going to be a good, really fun day. Yeah, we're in good spirits here on the, the podcast at Hoots Universe. Um, thank you, thankful for each and every single one of you. Check out the pod each and every single week, whether it's video or audio or via satellite in uh, burn car cases sometimes. But uh, we appreciate the support. We drop a new episode for you each and every single Thursday, anywhere you get your podcast from. Hit us up on Google Play. Why? Spotify. Why? Why? Uh, Stitcher. Why? <laughs> oh, just type in the Hoots Podcast and it'll come to you free charge, pal. We're not on Patreon. So if you want to maybe consider that down the road, maybe that's the idea we can run. Who knows? We're open to suggestions, if you will. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you see the title of the screen of this week's episode? 
we ask for one favor, one favor only. Not only besides the traditional plans we have about subscribing and all that fun stuff, but let us know what's on your mind heading into this weekend for WrestleMania. Comment Don below. That's D-A-H-N, Don below. And let us know who are you going with for WrestleMania this week. You can put up your own match lineups for both nights of WrestleMania if that's what you want to do. Or you can just go just boom, 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 boom. We're going to make our predictions a little bit. Um, boy, <laughs> not it, it's amazing. Even in the week, the biggest week of the year, this is like Christmas for professional wrestling fans, right? This is the biggest week of the year. And somehow, someway, AW is trying its best to bring down the mood and <laughs> the vibes of this weekend. Uh, there was a particular article that was published by a pretty pr- um, primary of uh, a very popular website <laughs> with a local brand attached to it. And we're going to be uh, skimming through that article a little bit in our main event segment uh, today, which should be very, very interesting. Or as Barney Sitson would say, legendary. Wait for it. <laughs> Yes. I hope you're not lactose intolerant because the second word of that phrase is dairy. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the way, shout out to uh, Neil Patrick Harris. I, I, I did get to see his cameo in How I Met Your Father the other day. He made his oh, return. So I, that was very, very fun to see. All of the fun stuff is shenanigans aside. We got some business to handle, and that's what we're going to do right now. Let's kick this off with the back porch Q&A session. As always, if you want to participate in the back porch Q&A session, all you have to do is hit us up at Twitter at the Who's Podcast, which you can follow me there at the Who's Podcast, and, um, or the Who's Podcast at gmail.com, whatever uh, floats your boat. Uh, let's start off with the good brother Chris Zaletta at Twitter, xteamzaletta24. Throw up those Des Bryant up there. Those are X up. <laughs> it's funny. I say throw up the X, and uh, Zaletta is like a freaking Patriots fan. Man, Patriots fans suck. <laughs> At least he's not a Packers fan. Yeah, it, it can be worse. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand it. Or you could be a New York Knicks fan, but that's a, another story Ooh. for here. There. Um, <laughs> hey, all right, here we go. Hey, Josh, <laughs> yeah. They're going to be running the basketball show again in New York pretty soon because the Brooklyn Nets have basically imploded. Uh, New York basketball sucks. Let's keep it 100. <laughs> well, that's true. Um, all right, so here's uh, Chris's first question. How many title changes do we see this weekend? Oh, man, it's right off the bat, tough question. I mean, think about it. There's three shows. Collectively, there's probably like 15 title matches. I, we're going to wow. go over the cards for both shows, but just off the top of my head from what I'm observing, there's at least 15 or 16 title matches. Hey, this is the weekend where titles change. (laughs) This is where it happens. So uh, if we had to set an over and under, I'm going to go with with an over of six and an under of five. So six to five titles collectively the weekend. (laughs) Yeah. 5.5 is your line. Yes, that would be my line. Yes, for sure. You're running line 5.5. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm going to take – Hmm. Right, does that include NXT as well? Yes. Oh, yeah, then I'm hitting the over hard on that. I'm hitting the over hard on that for sure. The max I'll go is like seven, but seven or eight, yeah. Because yeah. Well, you got to think. Well, well, we'll get into it when we get into our predictions a little bit later on. Right. 
Um, here's the second question. Sonia and Chelsea or Carmella and Chelsea? Um, I, it cancels each other out. Not in the bad way. I, I've, I've been really enjoying the stuff that Chelsea Green's been doing on the TV. I, I always talk about maximizing your TV, ter- uh, TV time. She's killing it with the Karen stuff. Like, it, it cracks me up. Her facial expressions. Her rapport with Adam Pierce is very good. Uh, so, I don't know what happened. Carmella I thought those were the two that were going to be in that women's tag match. That's not the case now. It's Sonya. So, it's fine. I mean, Sonya deserved a chance to be on WrestleMania this year. So, I, I don't have a preference either way. What about you? You could, If you even wanted to, you could do like a little mini stable with them. Like a stable that actually makes sense. Not a thrown together stable like they have over on the other show. But, oh. you know, like a little... <laughs> The twenty-one factions. Like so, like, if you, well, it wouldn't like if you wanted to have the three of them, not really be a faction, but just like be friends or whatever. Yeah. I think, and like, if they have this agreement that they wouldn't attack each other, that'd be fine. Because like, Sonya and Chelsea worked well together. I like their stuff on SmackDown this week. And um, yeah, I mean, Carmella and Chelsea are a natural pairing too, with their fits and with their looks and with everything that they're doing together. So. I think that'd be fine. The two of them together or all three of them together or any combination of the three, I think would be fine. I like it. All right. That leads door to the next question here. Uh, thoughts on the new David Finley. Uh, really quick. I have, haven't really been catching up with new Japan due to the fact that I'm out of the job right now. So I haven't been really required to uh, partake in those ventures. Um, I have seen some Twitter clips here and there, but from what I've seen, it looks like uh, Jay White went on the bender. Um, I don't know why New Japan decided to have a carbon ripoff of Jay White with David Finley, but more power to him, I guess. <laughs> That's the best way I can, I can explain it. It's weird. It really looks like if Jay White went on the blender, Brother Carter. If you see Dave Finley and his new haircut and his stuff, it's bad. I, you know, I think I remember seeing clips of this and being like, "Okay, dude, cool," but whatever. Right? <laughs> do you, where do you think? Uh, where do you think Jay White's going to end up? Well, I'm kind of glad he did not show up last night because I had it in the back of my head if that was going to be the first feud for Adam Cole. But we know the reality: Jay White would be lost in the shuffle if he went to AEW. So. Um, I think it's going to be a WWE. I That'd be really great. Believe it. Um, you, you, I can see him coming up either probably night uh, after Mania, I would think. Speaking of free agents and stuff like that, uh, here's the next question. Is FTR done with AEW after next week? Uh, Brother Carter, uh, the floor is yours. God, I hope so. God, I hope so. Um, you know, it's... FTR is just, again, how many times have we said on the show and, and just kind of generally, it's generally understood amongst the wrestling community that FTR is one of the best teams in the world. You know, you could make an argument that they are the best tag team in the world, even over the Usos. You know, you could make an argument for that. But yeah, what have they done on AEW television recently? They've been, you know, what feud have they had that's been, holy cow, FTR, that's amazing. The, the last great feud that they had was with the Briscoes. Rest in peace, Jay Briscoe. And that was an ROH that had nothing to do with AEW. So, and now there's a new regime uh, in WWE. They would be used properly in, AE, in WWE. So, I to me, it's a no-brainer to go back to WWE and be the revival. Or, you know what? I bet even Triple H would be okay with them being FTR and not being the not being the revival. Like, they can go back and just, you know, have this new persona. So... I hope so. I hope that they are not re-signing with AEW, but at the same time, 
you know, with the amount of money that they'll probably be paid in AEW, it'd be hard to turn down, you know, kind of the old WCW theory, not have to work very hard and get paid a lot. Kind of seems like a good deal. Kind of seems like a good deal to me, you know, like I wouldn't blame them for staying with AEW, but I hope that they go back to WWE, but that's me. What do you think? Um, I guess we all could admit now that AEW being the home of tag team wrestling was nothing but a bill of good bill of goods. I mean, if we're being honest, <laughs> if you look at the state of the tag team division in AEW, look no look look no further than the carnival segment we saw last night with the acclaim and uh, Daddy Douchebag Magic Bernard and Angelo. I I think I'm Ray Liotta, but I'm not Parker. Um, <laughs> that was embarrassing, brutal. Josh. That was embarrassing. Bad. It was bad. <laughs> and I like the acclaim, which is the worst part. <laughs> that, that's what um, I put down in the notes, too. And we'll talk about that in our segment. But, like, the this is one of the hottest teams, the hottest acts in pro wrestling right now. They're amazing. And this yeah. is what Tony Khan, the booker of the year, has them doing now. The booker of the year. Oh God! <laughs> Let's continue on here. <laughs> uh, what do you have to say about people who have turned their back on Bray Wyatt already? Uh, you can just insert the Daniel Bryan gif of Fickle. I mean, it's really nothing new to really discuss or harp on. It's what it is. I mean, like, sure, could have been things that have been done better since he's made his return. Sure, can we? I think Bray Wyatt is a victim of ADD culture in viewing of entertainment, to be honest with you. Um, he falls into that fickle universe where people want long-term storytelling and long-term arcs of their characters, but they don't want things to play out. Uh, we, had, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, people like rushing to figure out who Uncle Howdy was. Okay, well, let's say we did the first couple of vignettes of Uncle Howdy and then he just popped up at the Royal Rumble, and we found out it was Bo Dallas, right? What's the reaction there? <laughs> Where do we go from there? How do we let that play out? Oh, then you rush into a brother versus brother match at WrestleMania with a month and a half build to it? Like, think about it. There's consequences when you want to rush things just because we need, with wrestling fans these days, they need to know the booking reasons behind every feud on one episode of Raw or SmackDown following the next pay-per-view. What's the point of having episodic television if you're knowing the reason behind why a feud's happening or a, a match is happening at the pay-per-view? That's why I always say when people lose their mind over somebody losing the match on Raw and SmackDown, no, they're not buried because they lost a match that's nothing more than a plot point <laughs> to the story that they're telling. I'm not going to come here and say that everything Bray Wyatt's done since he's came back has been great because it hasn't, but... Let's be honest. Bray Wyatt is a victim of ADD culture, and I get it. It's a, it's a disease. People have short attention spans. It is what it is, but it's the truth. Look at social media. That's all the evidence I need. I mean, um, imagine if they had rushed the Bloodline feud, Josh. Imagine. Ex- exactly. Right. And it's, <laughs> we think it's the greatest thing that's been happening over the last six months in sports entertainment. And we can't wait to see what's next because they haven't rushed it. But, oh, my God, we have to know what's happening now every single day. <sighs> right. Uh, thoughts on the Josh Alexander news. Uh, yeah, very sad to see that the other day. Uh, torn yep. tricep, I think. Um, very unfortunate. I hope he's in uh, 
good spirits and we could see Josh come back soon. Very talented wrestler and one of the few guys I um, enjoy transcribing, if you will, from Impact Wrestling. So I uh, hate to see the fact when you have like a world champion like that, to have to run and have to re- relinquish their title in that fashion it sucks but uh josh is a tremendous wrestler and i'm not putting over i'm not putting him over only because he has my first name so i just want to throw that out there too uh <laughs> but good question uh thoughts on this new character of ali's um i can't figure out i think he's trying to play a snarky uh dirt cheat troll i don't <laughs> i guess it's just of it. the fact that he has accepted the fact that he's a a uh I'm not going to call him a jobber, but an enhancement talent. So so instead of bitching on Twitter, he's taking everything with a positive, sarcastic approach, if you will. You kind of notice that, how he carries himself. Even with the weird-looking hat that he walks around with these days, uh, he's getting TV time. That's my thoughts on it. <laughs> uh, I, outside of that, it's you should be thankful that he's not in catering. That that would be my answer to that question. <laughs> so, what do okay, we always not... say, Josh? We always say maximize your TV time. So, this is the gimmick they've given you, and you should try to run with it. And but again, oh my God, he should go to AEW. Yeah, think yes. how he would be used in <laughs> AEW. He'd be on TV once every six weeks and be like, "Why aren't we seeing more of Mustafa Ali on AEW television?" Yeah, we'll have, a, we'll have a new faction. Top Flight, Action, Andretti, and Mustafa Ali. There you go. <laughs> Spoiler the reason, alert. Yeah, the reason <laughs> they don't have that there is so they can give pockets more TV time. But we'll get into that here in a little oh, bit. Oh, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, let's go to the next question here. Uh, he says, uh, who do we see return slash debut on Raw after WrestleMania? Great question there. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with Cameron Grimes, man. <laughs> Interesting. Good okay. old boy from the south. Um, I'm gonna add in Jay White as well. And how about this one, Christian? Christian. Wow. <laughs> Do you think he's back full time or, or just a one time appearance? Uh, part time, like Edge. So you think part-time he's getting like... out of his AE, getting out of his AEW contract? What else is there for him to do? He's not gonna become the champion. No. Yeah, exactly. Money. That's it. Make that <laughs> money. Can make the same amount of money as he is over there. <laughs> um, I will say, though, out of his two songs, I I think I've told you this before, though. I do like his AEW slash TNA song a lot better than I do his WWE song. If there was a way he could have his AEW song in WWE, that would be awesome. Maybe you just And maybe have the Christian Cage character and not just be Christian. But either way, get him away from... You know, Jungle Boy and Stunted Growth and and Dino Douche and <laughs> shout out to MGF last night. Thanks. That for was great. That was great. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the pod, Max. I appreciate it. <laughs> Dino Douche. I love that. All right, let's go to the next one. Um, which matches are you looking forward to the most this weekend between Supercard of Honor, the Multiverse, Stand and Deliver, and both nights of WrestleMania? Well. Chris, you'll have to stay tuned for that because we'll, we'll talk about that once we get to it. Yes, sir. Let's get to the next, the last question here for Chris. He says, thoughts on the White Lashley program being scrapped? Well, don't believe everything you read on the dirt sheets. Hey, WWE didn't go. say it. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Who's to say that, that Lashley won't come out after 
losing the battle royal on SmackDown and being like, I want some competition, and then either Wyatt comes out or or Jay White or whoever. Right. Well, here's the thing, Len. In pro wrestling, the card is subject to change. Just because what you see on TV doesn't mean that's what you're going to get um, as the the weeks of the program continues. But thank you, Chris, for the questions this week. I appreciate you, brother, as always. Let's transition to our good brother, Sam Piopo at Second City. Sam, what's going on, Ooze? Thanks for the questions this week. He says, uh, starting off here first, so I'm thinking NXT just isn't for me. I want to enjoy it, but I just don't. What is the biggest change from the glory days to now, in your opinion? And what is your interest level for Stand and Deliver? Uh, I'll take this one first because I, I watch NXT more so I could ask more context. <laughs> it's broken in my heart, he used to say. Um, like what you like. You know, if it's not for you and you're not enjoying it for what they're presenting, cool, I, I'm fine with that. I just wish for people don't watch today's NXT with the prism of black and gold. Because I think it's unfair to the talents that are down there right now. And honestly, the black and gold stigma, the presentation, was going to run its course. The black and gold in NXT was a knockoff of Ring of Honor. Let's let's just be honest about it, okay? I enjoyed black and gold just as, just as much as anybody. Hell, me and Brother Carter went to the greatest NXT takeover of all time <laughs> in New Orleans. Uh, I got to go to the takeover in Chicago where Tommaso Ciampa turned on Johnny Gargano. Um, uh, the Pete Dunne, uh, Tyler Bate uh, Classic, the NXT UK Championship. Um, the difference right now is that they're emphasizing the stuff they should have been emphasizing back then. And it's character development. And so, uh, you're still getting barn burners. You got your Ilya Dragon off. So, like, there's a five-way match this weekend for Stan Deliver. Uh, for the North American Championship, that's black and gold written all over. We're going to get to it when we make predictions. Like, there's still barn burners on this show. There's good characters. You have your Tony D'Angelo's. You got Carmella Hayes. You got Wesley. You got Broad Breaker. You got um, Tiffany Stratton, who I think is going to be a superstar uh, once she goes up to Raw or SmackDown. Roxanne Perez. Uh, Gigi Dolan's making a name for herself since she, uh, she split off from Toxic Attraction. Yeah, you got your wacko, wacko uh, characters here and there, but look, again, this is just my opinion. I know I don't look at today's NXT with the prism of black and gold. The reason people shot NXT today is because, oh, the old Vince took it over, and then they scrapped it, and they changed the colors. A lot of the elements that are in NXT black and gold are still there in today's right. NXT. You have to take the time to invest it and see it for yourself. And if that's not the case and you can't fit that in your schedule, that's cool too. But don't watch NXT today and, oh, it's not black and gold, so it fucking sucks and it's not worth my time. I, I, I don't think that's cool. But what's your I'll thought? Two other, two other two other names that are awesome down there, Josh, which is, uh, you know, uh, Gigi Dolan's partner in crime, JC Jane, and, of course, uh, Cora Jade. Cora Jade is tremendous. And I can't wait to see what she's going to do on the main roster eventually but uh yeah so there's a lot of great talent in nxt it's just it's a different time now and that's okay next question who's your unsung hero of wwe television over the last year oh this is an easy question uh dominic mysterio ex-con dom yeah 100 100 he's tremendous uh, 
Oh my god, that guy's I love hilarious. It. God, he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. Yes. They kick they kick me out of the group chat. <laughs> Family group chat. You got you got me a BMW. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for that match. Oh, that's going to be that's awesome. That's going to be great. Oh, People are going to be so pissed when he wins and does the roll-up finish. Oh, my God. It's going to be gold. Um, what about you, Bergo? He may, get, he may get more natural heel heat than anybody in the company. like The, uh, the industry. <laughs> no kidding. He's great. Um, oh, man. he That's that's a good choice. Um, unsung hero. Wow. As we're talking about stuff, it'll come to me. The first one that I thought, of course, was Dominic Mysterio because God, God, he's tremendous. Um, hmm. I'm going to keep thinking about this, but uh, as we're talking, a name will come to me. Would it be blasphemous if I said Charlotte Flair was underrated? No. <laughs> no. I probably lose some Twitter followers. That's okay. We keep it 100 here on the podcast that hoots, Josh. Uh, that is correct for sure. Um, we don't pander see. to people that say that, you know, Charlotte was pushed to the moon and their internet darling who is no longer employed with the company is the greatest female superstar of all time. We don't, we don't pander to that. We give our opinion. Oh. Yeah. You mean the, the, the CEO, the standard, not even her can make new Japan relevant at this point. Oh, how about that? See, funny how that works out. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Um, uh, Let's see. Let me see if I can throw out some names and see if that one would be your pick. Uh, Otis? Mm. Oh, here. I've got one, Josh. No, no, no. I've got one. I've got one for you. Okay. L.A. Knight. Yeah. Yeah. There's my my guy. uh, That's going to be my pick is L.A. Knight. He's he's tremendous. That is a very good pick. Also, my under my unsung pick would be uh, Kathy Kelly, but that's for wonderful reasons. All right, let's go to mm. the next question. Um, <laughs> um, what do you want oh, to see for? I'm going to give you one more, Josh. I'm going to give you one more. Go ahead. General Gunta. I think he is vastly underrated. I mean, we all know who good he is, but like, we really don't understand how good he is. Uh, he's he's the man. Uh, Gunther's the ring. For a reason. Uh, uh, what do you want to see for Randy Orton, assuming he's coming back at some point? Good question. Um, for me, I hope they finally, like, even if it's a one-off match, a match with Riddle, because I don't know what's happening with Matt Riddle, if he's done with the company, if yeah. he's hurt, I don't know. I hope we'll get a, a payoff feud with him and Riddle one time. Um, but I'd also be okay if Orton, you know, became a more... It, it just kind of on an as-needed basis, like John Cena, part-timer like John Cena. I think he's earned that right. So right. that's just me. There's a lot of things you can do. You could rekindle uh, him and Seth Rollins. They haven't had a feud in a long time. Um, you got yeah. Cody Rhodes that's on the table with their history together. Oh, um, that'd be great. Look. Go across the roster. Hell, even if like, let's say you have a one-off with Randy and Roman for just for the hell of it, that'd be cool. I mean, if you really think about it, Randy and Roman, really never had a rivalry. Rivalry. They had the 
the one match at that SummerSlam 2014. I remember it was an underrated match from that show. But if you really think about it in history, those two really never had like a long term feud with each other. So that's out there. Some, I think they had something during the pandemic, but didn't they? All right. But that was, I mean, that's uh, not really. No, I, I mean, Randy has like interacted with Roman with the whole bloodline with the rated RK Brover in that, but they never had like a one on one feud. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, Braun Breaker, uh, Jay White. Um, I can't say Edge because we we did that already. But um, there's there, there's yeah. options. There's stuff you can do with Randy Orton when he comes back. I, and I'm I'm excited for him to come back because I've missed seeing some RKOs, some well timed <laughs> RKOs, pal. Out of nowhere. Um, ooh. hey, there there could there could be an opponent for Bobby Lashley. That's not bad. La- Orton like comes that. out of the crowd, hits the RKO out of nowhere. Place would go. The place is going bananas. They would go if if Orton came out of the crowd and hit Lashley with an RKO, the crowd would lose their mind. About, by the way, here, here's a few for you: Randy Orton as a heel against Sami Zayn. How about that? Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> um, next one. Like Ooh, final predictions for each Chicago baseball team as the season kicks off. Great question. Well, uh, I think both the Cubs and White Sox will be in second place of their respective uh, divisions. However, call me a homer, but I think my boys right here, (laughs) my boys here will have the better record than the White Sox. And that they'll have the better record than the Cubs. And that's a hashtag shot. (laughs) Wow. All right. Not, not no shot, but shot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and by the way, the Cardinals unfortunately will win the uh, NL Central. Um, I can't stand the Cardinals, and I'm not even—I'm not even a Cubs fan. <laughs> um, how about this one? He says I have zero interest in Brock and Omos. Do you think Brock is into this feud, or are we going to get another Dean Ambrose WrestleMania debacle? Well, I said this on the pod last week. This is your Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn match of this year's WrestleMania where everybody's shitting on it going into it, and people are going to be marking out when Brock uh, tosses Omos around the ringside area like yesterday's trash. It's a spectacle. This is not supposed to be a, a five-star classic, or as Biggie would say, big, meaty man, bump meat. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a car crash, and that's what it should be. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see Brock just toss Omos around like like I said yesterday's trash. So <laughs> what, what do you think? Well, I tweeted this out in the Wrestling Rumors account. I was because I had a chance to watch Raw, and I was like, <clears throat> initially looking at this on paper, this makes no sense, and this is going to be a disaster. But it's going to end up being awesome because Brock Lesnar knows how to take chicken shit and turn it into chicken salad so i i i think this could be awesome it, but you're right this is a spectacle this is not the um you know like you said this isn't the um 30 minute classics yeah you know, this isn't going to be a catches catch can wrestling right. match you know this is going to be a like you said a spectacle yeah and it's not bach winkle and uh kurt handing from the awa or stuff like that correct <laughs> flare, flare steamboat um Next one is LA Knight. Yeah. World championship yeah. world championship material. Uh if there's two world championships, yes. If not, no. But that's just gonna be correct. Yep. I could see him going for a mid card title this year though. 
Oh, absolutely. I could see that. Him versus sure. Austin Theory could be fun, or him versus, you know, um, whoever. That could be fun. LA Knight and Sheamus. LA Knight yeah, and McIntyre. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, well, yeah, maybe. We'll see. It's funny. You look at what LA Knight done and what EC3 hasn't done. Where he goes and bitches and does shows with Vince Russo, feeling sorry for himself. L. Knight actually did, did the work and let his work speak for himself. Funny how that works, right? Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, Sam, why do you have to do this to us? Like, I thought you loved me, man. I thought we we're brothers. Why are you doing this to us? Let's listen to this question, okay? Okay. <laughs> you have to keep one on your roster: Nia Jax, Dan Clonson, or Pockets. Oh, that's easy. Pockets. Because Pockets can at least wrestle. Pockets at least has some sort of redeeming qualities as a performer. He actually oh, my God. is somewhat decent in the ring. His gimmick sucks. But he can actually move a little bit. The other two are worthless in every way, shape, or form. That one's easy. That's Pockets all day. I can't believe you just said that. That that that, that right there is the ESPN get up take if I ever heard one. Really, pockets? Okay, who would you take? I'd take Nia Jax. What? Why? <laughs> He's not safe. She will destroy anybody she works with. All you got to do with pockets is change his gimmick, and there's some he has potential. Well, he, he, here's the difference: Are we in the business of suspending our disbelief, or are we in the business of fucking carnival douchebags that don't know what they're doing and make all their opponents look like fucking jagoffs and nimrods? That's why you say you take him, you repackage him, you get him with somebody that I, knows what he's I doing. I can't take him seriously. I don't care how many freaking insecurities, hurricanes he does in the match. I can't take him seriously with the stupid ass leg kicks. At least I could buy into Nia Jackson stuff. Yeah, I know she's going to injure somebody, but it looks real. But that's why you at least. That's why I said you change the gimmick. You take pockets, you change his gimmick. It'd be you funny. can't change him. He sucks. He's an outlaw mud show freak. That's what he is. He belongs okay. in GCW. That's where he belongs. We'll talk about this. <laughs> a little. No, 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 no. We're gonna we're gonna keep going with this right All now. All right. No. Okay. Orange Cassidy's gimmick is terrible. It was it ran its course for about two weeks, and I was like, okay, I'm bored with this already. And it doesn't change because he is the company mascot. No doubt about it. But if you look at him move in the ring, he actually moves pretty well in the ring when he's uh, not doing his. He moves he around just like every his... other. He moves just around just like every generic person you can see on dark and elevation. They all have the same move set. There's Which nothing special to him. The, that's why you take that and you change the gimmicks so around a little bit. At least with him, you know what you're getting. With Dan Hausen, you have no. He's he's worthless. Let's be yeah. real. Dan Hausen yeah. is worthless, and Nia Jax is going to destroy your whole roster. And her promos are. Eh. So, like, if you take pockets, change his gimmick up, get him with somebody who knows what they're doing, you could potentially salvage him. You can't salvage the other two. It's the best of the worst. He, of the three, he's the only one that's worth trying to save. That's the only reason I picked him. You know what, Bernard Carter? I, I thought, first, I thought you were Max Kelvin, but you're actually Derek Orlovsky. That's, that's yeah, that, that, that take is brutal. Brutal. <laughs> Oh no! Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not <laughs> yet. We'll have um. Uh... Oh, 
several blank pages left here on the list, Josh. I'm just saying. You're already on the list of Jericho. I know. You didn't know that August 7th was not the end of the month. Hmm. <laughs> hey, I'm reeking. I have my dyslexic moments. <laughs> uh, let's go to the next one here before I get on the list again. Um, uh, I love this show. <laughs> do you think Stacy Keebler belongs in the hall? Yes, I I do. From a popularity standpoint, I, I get it if you want right. to go technical wrestling terms and stuff, but she was a draw. She was a star. So, yeah, yeah I, I think she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I went back and forth on that for a little bit, to be quite honest yeah. with you. I said, I don't know. But she she gave us the creation of the greatest Vince McMahon gif of all time. So Yeah, that, that's true. <laughs> so there you go. I, I was watching WrestleMania 18 a couple weeks ago. This is like sports I wanted to put on. Uh, to see her doing the entrance with the Dudley Boys, that was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next one. Uh, top three mania memories of your lifetime. Great question. Um, there's one I want to pick, but I can't because it's controversial and I'll get canceled for it. So I'm just not going to go down that red hole. I think you probably know where I'm going. Right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, yep. 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 It's, um, it's, it's fortunate because it's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but again, we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Nope. Uh, my top three, uh, Taker, Streak coming to an end. Yep. Not even close for me. Um, the second one was um, seeing Seth Rollins uh, cash in in person was crazy. Those person. are my top two as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then the third one, I can't say I can't say Cody's return. It was great. I don't get it right. It was a cool, cool moment. But I gotta say, for me, it was probably Ed spearing Mick Foley through a flaming table. Okay. <laughs> uh, I know it's not business wise memories, but those are the ones that stand out the most to me from stuff I've seen. But go ahead, Brooke. What's yours? Uh, my top two are the same as yours: Taker retirement, Seth Rollins cashing in. My third is when Shawn Michaels said, "I'm sorry, I love you," and retired Ric Flair. That was pretty, a pretty special moment for everybody there. So that'd be my yes. that'd be my top three. Um, by the way, I find it interesting that Nick Khan is going to be on uh, first take today. Uh, I guess he's revealing the match lineups for both nights. WrestleMania. Oh, first take. That's that's pretty cool. Nice exposure there for first take. All right, uh, last question here for Sammy says, I know. You, I know you've been going through a tough time, but I just wanted to take some time in my last question to tell you to keep pushing. Everything happens for a reason that nothing's going to hold your work down. It speaks for itself. All love, brother. Happy many weeks to you and Brother Carter. Well, Sam, thank you, brother. It really means a lot uh, for you to say that. It really does. Uh, I'm not going to lie, man. This week's gonna, this weekend is going to suck for me from a professional point of view. Not... Because I'm not in California, I just think it would be a little selfish of me to look at it from that standpoint. Uh, what's really going to suck for me is not um, not typing out, doing those articles. Um, there's there's a saying that I heard from somebody. Um, it's a very wise quote. It's like, can you tell me the difference? What, what What is the opposite of love? Most people would say hate, right? Actually, it's apathy. Hmm. Hate, you still have feelings for. Apathy, you're just indifferent. Right. I love yeah, I, like I love what I do. I love 
coming here and doing shows like this. I love recording the shows. I love doing my transcripts. I'm apathetic to the field that I'm in. That's mm. where my head that's where my head is right now. That's how I feel. Honestly, I'm at the point where I'd just rather just actually start working in the actual wrestling industry and not part of the cesspool of corruption and politics and nonsense where you get you don't get paid for the content you do out. you get paid on the level you are so if, if i'm not doing daily video shows and typing out bullshit and copying and pasting from other people i'm not getting paid big butts but when i'm doing genuine stuff i gotta get tossed aside like i'm like i'm I'm like I'm on the bottom totem pole of the field of what I've been doing for the last ten years, and I'm not gonna take the disrespect anymore. I'm apathetic to the field I'm in. I love wrestling. I love what I do. I I, I take a lot of pride in. I'm very passionate for the stuff I do because I know how fucking good I am at this too. That's another thing too. I don't usually come in here and brag or act like I'm above anybody but i know how i know i can offer to this field and just wrestling in general and i think over time i've probably been too humble at times and that's taken the best of me so i'm keeping my head up this whole process has been frustrating but i'm not letting it get the best of me uh i i just can't do that because that'd be that's that's just gonna do me no favors, and I pride my mental health more than, you know, whatever money I'm getting from a job that doesn't care about what I do or what I offer to them. So, um, I'm I'm happy. I'm very proud of the stuff I've been able to accomplish. To the fact that I can pay my apartment by covering professional wrestling, but I'm apathetic to the nonsense and the stuff I have had to deal with for the last ten years. It's not worth it. It's just not right. I agree. It's, you know, MVP always says, or he, he said this tweet and I still, you know, remember, nobody hates professional wrestling more than wrestling fans. So it's, you know, the dirt sheets and the, and I listen, I write for a dirt sheet. So like, I get it. Um, but I'm not a journalist. I'm not a, you know, I'm not in the industry like you are. I'm just, this is just something I do for fun on the side, you know? So it, I, <clears throat> It's I, I wouldn't even begin to know if I wanted to jump into this full time, you know, where to start or anything like that. But yeah, man, just hang in there, buddy. You like you are very good at what you do. Your transcripts are great. You have a passion for this. You will be behind that desk one day. Just keep your head going, brother. I love you. I appreciate that. All right. Last set of questions here. We're going to go to uh, Mike, as we usually do down in Houston. Um, by the way, shout out to Mike, man. New father. Uh Saw the news on Instagram the other day. Very, very cool. Awesome. Congratulations. Uh, All right, let's start with this. I wonder if he's going to the Final Four this weekend. The Final Four is in Houston this weekend. We'll have to see. (laughs) I wonder how salty people are with their brackets being busted. Dude. These upsets and stuff. (laughs) This is an incredibly – this was an unbelievable tournament. Holy cow. All right, let's start off with this. Uh, What up, just like the Usos, both guys can do it all. See, say me and you. But this is the absolute best tag team in the world, and it shows we appreciate that, brother. Anyways, here's some questions for the back porch goes Hollywood. (laughs) I like that. I'm not going to exaggerate the importance of winning opening day in MLB, but that said, who takes the opening series, the White Sox or the Astros? Um, Probably the Astros. We always suck playing in Houston, so I'm probably going to go with the Astros. 
<laughs> take that one out of the way. Another White Sox question here. He says, also, the White Sox general manager came out saying that former superstar Jose Abreu going to Astros like Michael Jordan played for the Washington Wizards. Is that seriously a fair comparison? Um, I, I, Probably more fair comparison would be like Michael Jordan playing for the Pistons or the Celtics than uh, the Wizards. But um, I, I needed to hear it there. <laughs> uh, it doesn't make a difference to me. Uh, any bold predictions for your NL and AL teams reaching the World Series this year? I'm going to throw this out there. I don't know what's going on with this team, but I think the Blue Jays will make the playoffs Whoa. this year. <laughs> going north of the border. Yes, I think Canada will get some love in the playoffs this year. So, <laughs> Canada, A. Well, uh, well, you and, know, it's a, good, well, it's a good time there, eh? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Cubs uh, making it to the playoffs as well. That's another bold uh, prediction. So, shout out to you, Sam. Um, go Cubs, right. go. Your favorite, Josh. <laughs> How about this question? Have you guys ever seen the Savannah Bananas? They're like the Harlem Globetrotters in baseball. So, what's something goofy they could do while playing baseball? i never heard of that. you ever heard of that? Savannah I have. Bananas? Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard of them. Um, I've never seen them, but um, but I hear it's hilarious. But no, I've I've never seen it in person. I just heard about it recently. Uh, right. But no, I'd like to go see it. I bet it'd be very entertaining. Uh, I've never really seen the Harlem Globetrotters in person either, actually. So um, same. I know there's a lot of outlaw macho, uh, a lot of crazy stuff out there for people's enjoyment. If people enjoy, it, that's cool. Um, how about this one? What's harder to figure out behind the scenes, Lamar Jackson and his injury slash contract dispute with the Ravens or Roxanne Perez and about with apparent anxiety? Um, I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson because all this doesn't make sense. Uh, and I, I've been on the record saying this. I think he's overrated as a quarterback for him making much noise as he is over the situation. Get a fucking agent and get it over with. I'm so tired about this topic. It's just as annoying as Karen Rogers. Will he or won't he go to the Jets like this Ross and racial shit from friends? Like, just get on with it already. Can we keep it moving? Lamar Jackson is overrated. Like, we should not be hemming and hawing whether or not he's worth two first-round picks or $230 million. Just let him go out and be Cam Newton. That's what he is. As a thrower, as a quarterback, wow. he's Cam Newton. That's what he is. Like, let's, you see let's Cam, keep it going. Cam Newton said he's trying to make a comeback. Well, great. <laughs> Just like I heard Buff Bagwell's making a comeback, too. Um, <laughs> uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, Grayson Waller is doing cameo videos. Even did one for our friend B-Rob. By the way, happy belated birthday to B-Rob. I wanted to yes. send a shout out his way. Uh, what was your saying towards him? Oh, about bees. His honey sucks because what kind of a name is B Rob? Like he doesn't even make. I, you know, he doesn't make good honey. I think his honey right. sucks. And you know what? You know what happens to people whose honey sucks? You just made the list. <laughs> great. Uh, another another well, great moment. If you had a cameo for Grayson Waller, who would you have him insult? That's a that's a good question. Ooh. Kenny Omega. Uh Brianna Alvarez. That would be That favorite. works too. Seltzer. Seltzer, of course. But, by the way, who gave Omega versus Vikingo five stars? He said that uh, match was as good as you know, he said good that match what? was as good as Punk Cena 
as good as you know it was better than flair and steamboat it was better than that's what he said by giving that match five stars ridiculous where's the standards <laughs> um it, in his pockets is where it is it's his in his pocketbook is his checkbook yeah. is where his standards are his uh invoices from tony khan um correct yeah uh also you can add in david dixon's span if you will as well um Next question. Speaking of shows, what ESPN show not main Get Up? <laughs> you know Mike knows this. Get show Up is a I, fine yeah. show. You 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 <laughs> shut up, the both of you. Get Up is great. Great analysis. Mike Greenberg is very entertaining. You be yeah. quiet, all of you. <laughs> Coming up next on Get Up, more Cowboys talk. Yay. No, that's first day. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, let's let's get you around here. Which show from ESPN that's been on for more than five years you can't believe is still going? That's a good question. Um, five Honestly, years. probably PI. That's a that's a sports staple. Um, that that's a good pick. Uh, it's hard to say because there's a lot of them that are associated to the leagues that they cover too. So I can't say. Right. Oh, you should that NFL Live that's it's been going on for too long, or NBA say they're associated with that. Um, can we say the Max Kellerman this just in? <laughs> so I'm surprised that's, that's only been, that hasn't been on for five years, <laughs> right? <laughs> also, this just in is fine. You be quiet, Josh. Max Kellerman is terrific. <laughs> you be quiet. <laughs> that show is mid. <laughs> I mean, I never watched it, so I don't know. But watch uh, people should watch Pat McAfee on the afternoons, not Max Kellerman. Let's go to the well, next. I mean, question. That's, that's very true. <laughs> I, I, well, I'll, I even I'll admit that. Yeah, S- sad that McAfee won't be at WrestleMania this year. I know. Oh well. Um, if you could bring a singer or band back to perform in their prime, living or passed away, who would it be? For me, it's simple: Chester, Chester Bennington, and Lincoln Park. That's the easy pick for me too. Um, but I'm probably going to go either Michael Jackson or um, Ooh, all the choice. Beatles are back together. I like both. I, I was thinking either of those two artists myself. So yeah, good choices on that one. I like that. Hell, let's bring back a popular. Uh, uh, composer for just for old time's sake, bring back Mozart. Damn, let's see him do it live in person. Let's see him <laughs> just pontificate beautiful art of music and strings. I, I'd be alright with that. I'd it. be hundred percent okay with that. Cool. <laughs> it would be glorious. Yeah, man, I miss Bobby Roode. I hope he comes back sometime soon. Bobby Roode is the man. Bob Roode, <laughs> Robert like, Roode. Like who? I I got the fortunate opportunity to uh, perform a, uh, a jazz festival at the Sympathy Orchestra Hall uh, downtown Chicago when I was in eighth grade, I think. Man, that venue was dope, man. <laughs> like being behind the scenes, behind the Caesar, that was awesome, man. Uh, I love. I miss playing classical music, pal. Let's go to the next question. Who is the most underrated actor and actress of your? Lifetime, great question. Um, Josh Radner as Ted Mosby and Reese Witherspoon. Those are my picks. You know, I don't follow enough pop culture to to really know uh, these stuff. Uh, one person that I always love seeing that I would love to get more mainstream attention is Rami Malek. He did. Uh, he played Freddie Mercury um, in uh, Bohemian Raps or uh, yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, and uh, he was also the bad guy in the last James Bond movie. 
So he, I think he's, I think he's tremendous. So he's somebody I always love seeing. Uh, actress again, I, I don't, I don't follow pop culture enough to know. Um, Charlotte think, Flair, she acts in movies. She acts in movies. How about Charlotte Flair? That, that's a good. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, I was gonna say uh, Rachel McAdams too, but uh, I've always had a soft spot for Rachel McAdams too. So that's just. By uh, the way, did you see? Did you see the the WWE auditions? I did. For, uh, yes. <laughs> Miz was like, "You want me to read a line from this? You need to read the line from the Marine Four, the Marine Five. It was it was great." <laughs> Did you uh, see his musical thing that he did with Maurice? No. I think they put it on YouTube. He did like a musical number. It was pretty oh. funny, actually. <laughs> Much better than La Dinner Debo shit. But let's go to the next question here. <laughs> Who could be a surprise contender to go deep in the NBA playoffs this year? I say the Kings or uh, surprise number one seed, the Denver Nuggets. I, I, I'm out of the loop of the NBA. I can't tell I mean, you. <laughs> same. Denver is due. I know that. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I would say the Phoenix Suns if KD didn't get hurt, but right. if KD's okay, I'd say the Phoenix Suns, but who knows? I'm going to go with the Kings because my sister lives in Sacramento, so I'll go with the Kings. And the best part, Josh, about going in Sacramento is about an hour and a half when you leave, leave Sacramento. Sacramento. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'll be sure to come back when the Lakers beat the Kings in May. Oh, what a beautiful segment that was. <laughs> Just pure was heat. <laughs> uh, which is the greatest surprise to you? Hall of Famer Stacey Keebler or Paige being deemed a WWE legend? I really have an I don't have an issue with both. But I think both are deserving in its own right. Yeah, Paige's run got cut short due to the injuries she was suffering. But I don't, uh, I really don't have an issue with either i i guess he has an issue with it but i i, I don't it's okay let's go i mean the, the only issue i have right now is the fact that soraya is basically useless in aew now and she's just become a former shell of herself and is a basically an embarrassment to her career uh, just like every other former wwe talent that goes there but that's not correct <laughs> minus um, christian cage Correct. Uh, which match gets more extreme and has the better spot? Finn Balor and Edge for the Hell in the Cell or Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller? I'm going to go with Balor and Edge. It seems like they're bringing back the original Hell in the Cell structure, which is pretty cool. I didn't oh. really care for I, I didn't. I didn't hate, but I didn't care for the red structure. But it's cool that they're bringing it back. And th there's a longer story with Edge and Finn than there is with Grayson and Johnny, so I'm going to go with Edge and Balor. I'm really excited for that match. I wouldn't mind... Uh, I didn't mind the fact that it was plastic, because it's just safer for the performers, and it still gets the point across. Yeah. So if if they want to do a like a, a chain-colored plastic Hell in the Cell, I, I'm okay with that, because again, it just keeps the performers safe. And if they want to cut holes in it, so that's like... I'm, I'm, I'm all about performer safety. You know, so... If they want to do it that way, that was fine. But I get your point about the red cell being kind of weird. You, you know, you don't want uh, forks to the head and uh, hanging people by the ropes like John Moxley no. and uh, Hangman Page, <laughs> or a pizza cutter uh, like Nick Gage. Uh, oh God! AEW <laughs> said to hatch the quote unquote make a run at WWE. So my question is, a run at what? Nine hundred thousand viewers, thirty five thousand in an eighteen thousand person arena. 
competing against 20 million in WWE advertising revenue for WrestleMania. Mike, you'll have to stay tuned for that because we're going to get into that article that you're mentioning. We'll talk about that in the main event. Um, next question. Did you watch AW All Access last night? Apparently, after 12 minutes, one of the unbucks said, I don't want to answer that. So should the show be called AW General Admission instead? <laughs> what else would you rename the show? <laughs> oh, man. We can't have fun with so, this one. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch it, Josh? Uh, I saw some clips on Twitter, but I did not watch the full episode. So I sat through it. I watched all, all AW All Access, and it was, I will say, it was better than I thought it was going to be. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, like, seeing some of the backstories of some of the wrestlers is cool, and, like, seeing some backstage stuff I thought was kind of cool. Um, like, hearing, you know, Adam Cole's story and how he got hurt and all that stuff, so that was all cool. But what ruined it for me was seeing Tony Khan give himself the title of CEO, GM, and head of creative. That right there, like they, they that that tells us exactly what's wrong with AEW and with the wrestling business. Like he gave yes. himself that title, he, he he did. Like that's it. Um, I didn't realize that uh, they talked about Ty Mello. I didn't realize she started in judo and uh, like came from Brazil. So that was cool, kind of seeing her story. She's become worthless now in AEW, but you know, seeing that story was fine. Um, yeah, so it was better than I thought it was. But um, yeah, it's again, they're 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 they're. They're also going to highlight everything about why that company is terrible. For example, the women's division. They highlight, like Rick Baker says, like, I'm a champion for this women's division, but the fact that we have an interim title is a joke. And I'm like, yep. Don't you notice there was a glaring omission for what I've seen so far, that there wasn't any sighting of Chris Jericho on this broadcast last night? You want the real AEW? If you want the real AEW All Access show, Chris Jericho in the production meetings. Yeah, that ain't oh, we don't we, we we don't want the truth, right? We don't want the Zoom calls with Meltzer and Alvarez with that too, right? Give me a break. All Access, my ass. <laughs> there you go. That that's the name of the title. My AEW All Access, my ass. <laughs> Very good. Like um, next question. Um, Josh mentioned this last week, but why are there like 19 factions in AW? What is the point of that? Uh, so everybody could jizz each other off. I don't know. <laughs> uh, booking. It, was there really that many factions in WCW towards the end? Like <laughs> LWO, NWO, Wolfpack, uh, the Filthy Animals. What, what was it? The New Bloods. Um... New Blood, the Millionaire's Club. <laughs> Um, right. Totally buff. Um, oh God, <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Mike, your guess is good as ours. We don't know at this point. We, I, I was telling Sam this the other day. It's like it, AEW's got some point where it really takes a lot for myself and you to make sure that we make uh, our segment more entertaining than the product that they give out each week it's even a stroke for us even for shows that are just like there's really nothing to talk about for dynamite because it's just dynamite we repeat ourselves over and over again the same issues happen over and over again like how can we make sure that this segment doesn't become stagnant and (laughs) we really try our best for you guys to make sure that's the best segment in all of wrestling podcasting um let's, let's see what next here we got uh 
I mentioned I love this tag team of Josh and Derek, but also enjoyed that Dawson Derek helped. Can we appreciate Brother Carr's delivery in that segment each week? Example, pets that took on Powerhouse Hob. Don't care. <laughs> well, thank you, Mike. I appreciate that very much. Uh, glad to know that you're a fan of both What the Hell is Wrong with AEW and the Thoughts of Derrico. You're smarter now, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, live one. But I uh, appreciate that. But I mean, I just, I just keep it real. Penta versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I don't care. Like, right. <laughs> your TNT champion has not was not on television last week. Like, what else is new, right? <laughs> oh, uh, last week into AW All Access, they, they talked about, or they're going to start talking about. You know, Guevara had these two out of three falls match with Danielson. Right, and then and then he goes to Tony Khan and says, "I wasn't booked on this next week's show. Why not?" Right. <laughs> so again, uh, they're gonna have they're they're gonna expose their entire terrible model of running a wrestling promotion, and I can't wait. Uh, the blind leading the blind. How about that for show name? The blind lead mm-hmm. the blind. Um, Correct. Last last question for the Q and A this week. Uh, thank you, Mike, uh, Sam, and Chris for the great questions this week. Mike says, uh, here, I've got it right here. Just one second. Damn you, Twitter. <laughs> uh, he says, my girl just had a baby named De- uh, Deborah Kate, and I'm already torn about going back to work next week. How can I keep my sanity and work-life balance while losing sleep most nights? Um, I-, I can't speak on it. I'm not a father, so I can't really uh, touch on it. Like I said last week to your questions, uh, one day at a time, my man. That's the best you control, one day at a time. Just keep your eyes on the prize. You know, it's every other new father I've talked to has said the same thing. Like, it's just, it's tough until you get into a routine. And that first night when they sleep the entire night is like, oh my God, greatest night ever. So um, just keep your eyes on the prize. And just, that's all I would say is just, you know, relish the fact that you brought something amazing into this world. Uh, And that, those. On that note, folks, that concludes our Backports Q&A session. As always, if you want to ask this question, all you have to hit us up at Twitter at the Hoots Podcast or the Hoots Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also catch me at uh, Sapphire Gentlemen's Club, the world's largest gentlemen's club in Las Vegas. If you dial 702-303-3430, we'll send a free limit to come pick you up, get you in for free, get you a free drink. Savings about 90 bucks. How about that? Nice. All right. Nice. And uh, a lot of people have been saying that when we go to Vegas and during the, that double or nothing, they're going to be going to Sapphires. When you go to Sapphires, there is a, a protocol. Thankfully, almost everybody that goes there follows it, right, D.I.? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you you approach Disco with a compliment, compliment, then a question. You can talk to him one to three minutes if you put him over. Additional time if you're not annoying and you tell him you've got it like that. At no time will there be any direct eye contact a uh, $20 handshake still gets you an autographed picture another round. If you are drunk and or obnoxious or don't put them over, you will hear this. Can I get one guy from the back door to back one guy from the front door to back reception, please? Okay, at which point you can tell them you go, girl, because they are kicking you out or you're getting 86, which is a permanent removal. Every now and then they'll just beat your ass, which I'm a big fan of. Great news, Jojo. Uh, hugs are back on the table, especially for cute transgenders. Very nice. And, That's uh, true. This is a limited offer, and it's um, and it's mostly for gentlemen callers. Um, uh, the hand job of the week is an American classic since um, Disco is a good old boy. It's a peanut butter and jelly. 
uh, hand job, and you can get that from three to five in the morning. Uh, you can witness this in three D. This is this <laughs> these are all lies. I don't very sticky. I witness this in three D or virtual reality. Unfortunately, the three D glasses or VR goggles are not included. Um, and uh, and a special from four to five with the peanut butter and jelly, some lemonade. So oh. that's not a bad deal. Now, Cody, with your WrestleMania match just days away, do you think that by accepting tonight's match against Solo Sokoa, you've put yourself in a vulnerable position? I love this position. Live for this position. I understand the question, though. Solo Sokoa is uh, undefeated, like myself. Hasn't been pinned. Hasn't been submitted. Now, if Mr. Heyman and Roman were standing right here, you'd probably need to ask them, though, do they think I have a chance tonight against Solo? Do they think I even have a chance at WrestleMania? And I'm sure they would cackle maniacally in their Samoan Goodfellas aesthetic. But I'd follow up and say, why is it so important, Mr. Heyman, that I wrestle the enforcer of the bloodline, and he always has an enforcer six days away from the big one. I think it's because they know. They know the answer to this question that people are just starting to float around these days. Has Cody Rhodes earned it? Have I earned it? <laughs> the fire didn't start when I came back at AT&T Stadium. That would be a discredit to where I've gone and what I've done. This fire started long before that. I have no intention of letting it go out. Not only have I earned it, I have lived it. Tonight, Solo Sokoa finds out he's not ready. And at WrestleMania, I defeat Roman Reigns and become the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Now, Mr. Heyman, I was hoping that I could get your response to Cody Rhodes' words from earlier this evening. Yay, though he walks through the shadow of the island of relevancy, Cody Rhodes fears no tribal chief because Cody Rhodes is not ready. He proved it just a few minutes ago when he asked what had to be a rhetorical question. Why is it so important to fight solo six days before Cody Rhodes is in his first WrestleMania main event. It's not important. It's relevant. And here's why it's so relevant. Because Solo is ready to weaken Cody Rhodes for his match against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is ready to stoop to those depths and rise to those occasions and get any advantage that he can to remain tribal chief on the island of relevancy. And that, Kathy, is the difference between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. Roman Reigns came to his wise man and he said, wise man, I'm, I'm ready. And so Roman Reigns was ready to stop being the big dog and become the tribal chief. But this is the same Cody Rhodes that we've known our whole lives who will have these puppy dog eyes looking at his hero Roman Reigns across the ring Sunday night at Wrestlemania because Cody Rhodes has never been ready. Cody Rhodes was never ready to fill the shoes of the American dream 
Dusty Rhodes. Cody Rhodes was never ready to be the man of this generation. Cody Rhodes is not ready to defeat your tribal chief, Roman Reigns, this Sunday at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes needs to be ready to take the beating that will be inflicted upon him by Solo tonight. And then Cody Rhodes will have to take the emotional baggage that Roman Reigns will dump on him this Friday face-to-face at SmackDown so that when Cody Rhodes enters the ring on Sunday night, the only thing he's going to be ready for is to lose to Roman Reigns. And then Cody Rhodes, I implore you, be ready for the greatest moment your entire existence when in the glory of your own defeat when you've disappointed the WWE universe be ready to acknowledge your tribal chief Roman Reigns in the main event this Sunday of Wrestlemania I'd say it's been a pretty emotional year. After everything that's happened between us and the Usos and everything else, it's, we're now finding ourselves less than a week away from the biggest tag team championship match of all time. And a huge part of why this is so emotional for us is also the fact that it's happening in Los Angeles, because there's a big part of the story there that not everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens started in Montreal from nothing, nothing. But Los Angeles is the city where we first got our big break. That is where we made our names. That is where we truly became a team. And now, after all these years, after everything that's happened with us, it all comes full circle and we walk back into Los Angeles as a team. You know, because every fight we've ever been in, every fight we've we've had together, every fight we've had alongside each other, has been about making our careers get to the next level going forward, going upwards, getting bigger and better things. But this weekend, it doesn't get any better, it doesn't get any bigger. Biggest tag team title match of all time, you're right. It's us against the Usos, the longest reigning tag team champions of all time, the best team in WWE. And that was true up until last week, because this weekend we get to show the Usos, we get to show the bloodline, we get to show the world what we can do as a team. And we're gonna do it in Los Angeles, in the city where we got our first big break. And in that city, we are going to accomplish the biggest thing we can achieve together when we become WWE Undisputed Tag Team Champions. And we're doing it at WrestleMania. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time. Not for the main event yet. It's time to talk about what happened this week in WWE. We're going to make our predictions. No. No. (laughs) For NXT Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania. <laughs> um, I'm gonna take over the stand and deliver portion, and Brother Carter will uh, ask uh, take over the WrestleMania portion of this segment. So we're just gonna go over our picks uh, for both shows, and then go from there before we get to our main event. Whatever, but everybody's waiting for. <laughs> Brother Carter, are you ready? Ah, uh, oh, I'm ready. I said, are you? Are you ready? <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm ready, Josh. Let's go. All right, let's not disappoint people like the New York Knicks. All right, here we go. NXT cool. Stand and Deliver from the 
no, I'm not calling it that arena. I'm calling it the Staples Center. And that's what it is, pal. Uh, Stand and Deliver taking place this Saturday morning. No, not morning, actually. It's at noon Eastern. Uh, right? Noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central Time, I believe. On Peacock uh, on Saturday morning. That sounds right, yes. Yes, yeah, so uh, seven matches on the card. Let's start off with this, uh, Brother Carter. We have an eight-person mixed tag team match where the winner will gain control of Andre Chase University. <laughs> we have uh, Andre Chase, Duke Hudson, Tia Hale, and Tyler Baytig on the team of Schism, Joe Gacy, um, the Grizzled Young Veterans, and Ava, the Rock's daughter, making her in-ring debut in L.A., quite apropos, if you will. Uh, who, who who regains control of the finest university in all of sports entertainment? <laughs> well, I'm going to say that Chase University will go back to where it belongs, and the team of uh, uh, whoever you said with <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, with Chase University, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so they get come down with a bit of a cold uh, there. But yes, I will say that the team of uh, – the, the faces are going to win that. Chase University is going to stay where it belongs. Right, sir. Yes, I'm Joe Chase for the win. Uh, next one, yes. we got uh, – we have a lot of people on this card, by the way. <laughs> There's a lot of multi-person matches on this show. Uh, we have a triple threat tag team match for the NXT tag team titles. Uh, Gallus boys uh, be taking on uh, the Creed brothers and the D'Angelo family. I'm going to go with the Creed brothers to become the uh, tag team champions. Uh, how about you, Brother Carter? Ooh, that's good. Um, yeah, usually a lot of times titles change hand this weekend. So I'll agree with you. I'll take the Creed brothers as well. Um, I love Gallus, of course. I think they're tremendous, but I think this would be a good time for the Creed brothers to get their opportunity to show what they can do. So, um, yeah. Do you think we'll see some uh, division between D'Angelo and Channing Lorenzo? Probably. Some okay. dissension, if you will, with stacks, as they call them, stacks yeah. Lorenzo. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I like the Creed brothers to, to win there. How's the gabagool? How's the gabagool? <laughs> All right. Uh, next question. This one may steal the weekend from a barn burner standpoint. We have a fatal five-way match for the NXT North American Championship. It's Wesley taking on Dragon Lee, Jordan Devlin, Ilya Dragunov, and Axiom. This could be a barn burner of barn burners. Um, Wesley's wow. been a good champion so far. There's a lot of great choices you can go with. Uh, personally, I would love to see Ilya Dragunov win because I think that'd be a cool spot for uh, repping the NXT UK guys. But I'm going to go with Dragon Lee to become your new uh, North American champion. But this this match would be insane. Anybody could win, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. Right. I'm actually going to take Dragunov here. I think it's time for him to get his run. Um, you know, obviously excited about Dragon Lee being in NXT right now. I think that's great for him, great for the company. But, uh, you know, I, I think you want to build him up a little bit, maybe do a little feud with Wesley before you put the belt on him. So I'm taking Dragunov to be your new North American champion. And, and incredible. When has NXT put on a North American title ladder match that has disappointed? That's a good question. And here's the charm. This one's not a ladder match to decide. The ladies have the ladder match, which we'll be talking about next. Good transition there, Brother Carter. Let's see what you did there. Uh it's for the AC Women's Championship. Roxanne Perez putting her title on the line against Zoe Stark. What? Gigi Dolan. What? What? Tiffany Stratton. What? 
Laya Valkyria, wide, and Indy Hartwell. We have the ladies getting the latter treatment this time. Who you got, Brother Carter? Ooh, this one's tough. Um, my gut says to stick with Roxanne Perez because I think that they weren't going to take the title off of her and, and, until she was doing some injuries there. So this is just a way to kind of get her back into the fold. I don't think it's time for her to go up to the main roster yet. I think that she would get lost in the shuffle up there, particularly over on SmackDown, if that's where they ended up putting her. So yeah. I'm going to take Roxanne Perez to actually retain and get back her NXT Women's Championship. It's not a bad pick. Uh, I'm going to go with a new champion, though. I think okay. Stan Deliver is going to have more title changes than WrestleMania. So how about wow. this one? Tiffany Stratton becomes your brand new NXT Women's Champion. Wow. That's my pick. Yes. Wow. And Zoe Stark will make her way up to Raw and SmackDown. SmackDown. Uh, right. Next uh, next match, uh, Fallon Henley and Keanu James taking on the team of Alba Fire, um, Kaylee Ray, uh, and Isla Dawn for the NXT Women's Tag Team titles. A little... Odd feud, you know, we got Alba Fire and Isla Dawn and they're in their like hocus pocus, uh, Bray White universe type of characters, and then you got uh, uh, Fallon Henley and Kiana James are there at each other's necks because Kiana is screwing over Fallon Henley's friend Brooke Jensen, basically cheating on the guy, you know, good waterfall, the guy's lusting over her, trying to win her over. Uh, the conflict of interest when you have friends and relationships at the same time. That's kind of just the story here. I think it's pretty simple here. Alba Fire and Isla Dawn will uh, get the titles from these uh, ladies as well. Well, that's interesting, Josh, because I don't think that's going to happen. I think oh, that Fallon really? Henley and Keanu James are going to say because, and the reason that I say that is because of what we saw at the last pay-per-view where they ended the the winning streak of uh, they beat Katana Carter. Uh, am I saying that right? Uh, Katana Chance, yep. Yeah, yeah Katana uh, Chance, and, and yeah, and her partner there. Yeah. So but the fact that they ended the longest reigning tag team, women's NXT Women's Tag Team Championship reign in history, you've got to have that mean something, I think, particularly on a WrestleMania weekend. So for that reason alone, there will be some kind of shenanigans. I'm not saying it's going to be a clean finish or – that you know that there is still isn't going to be dissension between the champs, but I think that they can still find a way to sneak this one out. So I say that the champs retain here. All right, Grayson Waller against Johnny Gargano in an unsanctioned match. I got Johnny Gargano winning this one. Yeah, I'm going to take Gargano too. It just seems like. Weird that out of no, I mean, I get why they're doing an unsanctioned match because like Johnny Gargano is coming back to defend the honor of Shawn Michaels. I get that. And that's, you know, his, his mentor and his protege. And that's cool. It just seemed like this was kind of rushed a little bit. I think uh, kind of just, and we're all of a sudden going to throw in together an, an unsanctioned match. I think it was something they would want to build because you could do Johnny Gargano and Grayson Waller without a stipulation and it would be amazing. Um, so I think the fact that it's an unsanctioned match is kind of odd, but I'm with you. I, I'll take Gargano to win. Uh, and then I will just have to see what they do with Grayson Waller after, after stand and deliver. Grayson Waller with the Shane McMahon shimmy. <laughs> Shane Meek Mahan. All right, Brett Carter. This is a match that a lot of people have been looking forward to. Uh, one I'm looking forward to. Um, Bra Braun Breaker putting his NXT championship on the line against Carmelo Hayes. This is the 
main event of Stand and Deliver. What say you, uh, Brother Carter? Does Braun Breaker lose two straight years in a row at Stand and Deliver? Interesting question. Yes, he does. I have ah. Carmelo Hayes getting the win and becoming the brand and new NXT champion. I think it's time for Carmelo Hayes to get his run. Again, you know, we've talked about what else is there to do. Braun Breaker has pretty much done everything that he can do in NXT, and he's done it amazingly well. I there, I see there's no more reason. There's nothing else he can do in NXT. He's ready to move up to the main roster. I think it's time. I've got Carmelo Hayes so he can get his opportunity to run um, to run the NXT show, and he deserves that opportunity. I've got a new champ here. That you know what this is the show that's happening. Uh, one, two, three, wait, one, two, three, four, five, five title matches, five title changes. I'm gonna agree with you, Brother Carter, Carmelo Hayes, your brand new NXT champion. Though I, I would like to see the reaction if Braun Breaker won, though. Uh, but that's just, yeah. I'd still be fine. I, I, you know, it's Braun Breaker hasn't done anything to not deserve that opportunity. So that, that is correct. All right, are we ready to transition? Yes, we are. Yes, we All are. All right, let's transition into the show of shows, the showcase of immortals. Everything that is great about pro wrestling culminates this weekend in the two-night WrestleMania extravaganza. Looking forward to it. Last year's show, the two-year show, was incredible. First year under the Triple H regime, and what a card do we have uh, to celebrate this year. Uh, so let's get right into it. These aren't the match orders, but this is the order I'm, re- I'm reading in reverse order from, um, re- from WWE.com. So... First match is the is the feud. The underrated star of professional wrestling right now, Dominic Mysterio, who spent some I mean, dude. He spent some time in the you know he was in prison, dude. Like he he suffered some hard times. Like he was in the yard, man, and he is yep. finally taking it to his deadbeat father, Rey Mysterio. I've got Dominic Mysterio winning this match. Uh, no reason for him to not get the victory here over Rey. Uh, who do you have, Josh? I got Dominic Mysterio as well. Ray will be giving him the beats and giving him a good spanking around SoFi Stadium, but low below Jones, roll up one, two, three. I got Dominic Mysterio. And talk about one of the best heels, not just in WWE, but all of professional wrestling getting booed out of that stadium. <laughs> 100%. And that's going to be great. Next up is the Men's WrestleMania Showcase match. Uh, yes, four-way tag team match. Braun Strowman and Ricochet versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Uh, thank you! <laughs> versus the Viking Raiders. Who do you have in this one, Josh? I have the Viking Raiders winning this one. Um, I know the Babyfaces won on Raw or that eight-man tag, which is pretty good, actually. But uh, I'm going to go with the Viking Raiders here. This is going to be a spot fest. This is going to be a fun match to watch. Probably, like, Seven or eight minutes won't be too long, but I'm, I'm this is gonna be a fun one. I'm gonna go with the Viking Raiders winning, and Otis joins officially the maximum male models. <laughs> I think that all that is gonna happen as well. The only other possibility that could come out of that is a heel turn from one of the street prophets. Oh, they boy. finally had enough <laughs> and decided to go out their own separate ways. 
could be another possible outcome. But I'm with you, Josh. I got the Viking Raiders winning. Uh, I think that's going to be a great match. Transitioning into the women's WrestleMania showcase match, you got the team of Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez well, uh, versus the team of Natalia and Shotzi versus Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. And I've got Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler winning here. Um, I think that they have potential as a tag team. I'd like to see them go for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships at some point. I think that they could have a great match with uh, Becky Lynch and Lita. That could be fun. Um, so I've got Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler getting the win here. Uh, no disagree with me. Uh, I got Ronda and uh, uh, Shayna winning this one as well. Great. So did moving the tap out. Yeah. <clears throat> moving on. The Intercontinental Championship triple threat match. You have Dahing General Gunta, along with Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, in which is going to be an incredible match. I'm very excited about this. Who do you have in this one, Josh? Uh, I, I got Gunta retaining here. Uh, he will break the Honky Tonk Man's uh, record of longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. Uh, this I, I'm just throwing it out there right now. This may be the match of the year, uh, and, and I'm not joking. Like overall match of the year. This I feel sorry for whoever has to follow this match. Hopefully, this match starts off night two of WrestleMania, set off that tone. Uh, this could be a barn burner. So I'm gonna go with Gunther to retain. I can't wait for this match. Oh, it's gonna be awesome. It's good considering what they did at um, at uh, Clash of the Castle. That was not only that, dramatic. not only that, not only that. Think about uh, when they started to rumble with Gunther and Sheamus, how the crowd was. <laughs> and for that reason, Josh, I'm going to take Sheamus to be your new Intercontinental Champion. Wow. I think that it's, yeah, I think he's going to get one more run as a title holder. Uh, I, you know, it's he's finally going to get his moment after all these clashes with Gunther. He's finally going to overcome the hurdle. Uh, and I've got Sheamus as your new Intercontinental Champion, um, leading Gunther to perhaps bigger and better things going forward, spe- specifically after the main event, which we'll get to here in just a little bit. But I've got Sheamus as your new Intercontinental Champion. Josh, the demon is back. Finn Balor, with an entrance I've been wanting to see for six or seven years since the demon debuted in NXT against Edge, who can channel all of his inner demonic self, um, the brood, rated RKO, all those things, all of his evil coming together inside Hell in a Cell. I've got Edge winning. The, well, mm, no, sorry. I gotta go, I'm got. i going Finn Balor. I'm going Finn Balor to win this thing. Um, I think he's going to avenge his loss from the demon character at uh, when Roman Reigns took him down. You know, it's when Roman Reigns beat the the demon and everyone was like, oh, my God, the world is over. But it wasn't right. because <laughs> because professional <laughs> wrestling. But I've got Finn Balor um, retaining or right, avenging his loss as the demon. There's been a running narrative over the last couple weeks that only the bloodline angles are the only things hot going into WrestleMania Syria. And I totally disagree with that, uh, especially when it comes to this particular feud. Uh, long-term storytelling at its finest, everything from Judgment Day turning on edge to what happened at Clash of the Castle to Extreme Rules where Judgment Day sent Rhea Ripley, no, my bad, sent Beth Phoenix to the Gulags, uh, sent her up to the upper room. Um, 
to the Royal Rumble to the Elimination Chamber. Edge gets his comeuppance, and this is a win-win for Finn. It really is. He does not need to win this match. I can see if Edge wants to give the honors to Finn Balor. I can see that as well. But I'm going with Edge here to win in the long-term story, and I this I can't wait for this match. This is gonna be awesome. You pretty much say that about this entire weekend, Josh. This this, this card is completely stacked. The match we were talking about earlier, Brock Lesnar against Omos in, again, on paper, this looks like it's going to be, you know, a few a match that's going to be like, oh, God, here we go again. But as I've said before, Brock Lesnar pops everything he does. He knows how to make it terrific. Um, I got Brock Lesnar winning here. I don't see any reason why he can't defeat Omos here. But uh, I think this match is going to be a lot of fun. Yep, Brock Lesnar wins. It's going to be <laughs> the pop when he hits that F5 on Omos or German suplex is going to be insane. So uh, as the cliche show, cliche goes, uh, make sure they reinforce that ring, pal. Indeed. Six-woman tag match. Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control. Who you got here? Uh, good question. I got Damage Control winning this one, and Trish will turn on Becky Lynch. Ding, 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 ding. That- that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Uh, Trish will then eventually cosh Becky and Lita the women's tag team titles at some point. But yes, uh, I, that's exactly what I think is going to happen as well. This should be a fun match. Looking forward to it. Yes, For the Raw Women's Championship, Bianca Belair defending against Asuka. And Josh, this for me, this is the one I'm most like, I have no idea what's going to happen here. This could go either way. Um... As the host, I will let you go first. Who you got in this one? By the way, I want to give a shout-out to those video packages for both Bianca yeah. and Asuka and Raw this past Monday. I thought that was very good. Um, this is a tough one. It really is. It's one of those 50-50 flip a coin type of matches. Coin flip, yep. um, I know I've been picking a lot of heels recently, so I'm going to go a little different direction here. I'm going to go Bianca Belair to retain over Oscar, but I, this is one of those matches, Burkhart, where I don't care who wins, and that's not a bad thing towards the story, but uh, I was talking to this the other day with uh, referee Tony. I know everybody's like, oh, what's the story of Bianca and Asuka? You know what the story is going to be? What's inside that 20 by 20 ring? That's the story that's going to be told. So, I'm going to go with Bianca, but I'm fine if Asuka wins as well, so I'm going to go with right. EST. And, I, and I'm going to go with Asuka uh, to get her victory here with her new character and kind of reinventing herself a little bit. It's her, her return to prominence. But again, much like you, if Bianca retains, I'm totally cool with that too. No problems with that at all. Both of these women are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, what's the, what's the story? It's, the, it's two great wrestlers having a great wrestling match. That's what that story is. Speaking of great wrestlers having a great wrestling match, the match that I think should close night one of WrestleMania for the undisputed tag team championships, the Usos defending against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as a part of the best storyline in professional wrestling in the last 10 years. Um, I think we have new champs. I think the reign of the bloodline is over. Night one begins the fall of the Roman empire. And I've got Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens as your new tag team champions, ending the reign of the of the perhaps the greatest tag team in WWE history in the Usos. I'm in agreement with you. I got Kevin and Sami winning, but 
Jay gives himself up towards the end of the match. Oh. Like it's gonna be a grueling match, but instead of letting Jimmy uh, take the final pinfall, Jay gives himself up. Like Sammy, no, let's say like Jay like stands in front of Jimmy, and he's like, "I'll take this." Sammy, boom, Luda kicks, stunner, bam, ba bam, ba bam. So. Um, this I'm very interested to see how this is going to go. Um, I don't know if this is a match that's going to end in uh, a DQ or whatever. You know, outside the Hell in the Cell match, we really haven't found out any other matches that have like a no holds barred or anything attached to it. So, uh, we'll have to see how this plays out. But I'm agreeing. I do think Sammy and Kevin uh, make history and uh, win in LA. So, excited. For also, that as well. there will be a referee bump here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah, well, good thing for us, WWE has competent officiating, but let's, yes, let's continue on. <laughs> All right, for the SmackDown Women's ta- women's Championship, the GOAT, undisputed despite what Twitter says, Charlotte Flair is the greatest female wrestler of all time. She has been for about four years now. Internet, if you don't like that, you can kiss my ass because we speak truth here on the Hoots podcast. There is nobody better in history than Charlotte Flair, despite what the internet marks say about Mercedes money or whatever she wants to be going by now. I don't care what you think. You're wrong. Charlotte is the greatest of all time. She is defending against Rhea Ripley. That being said, I've got a new champ here. I think Rhea Ripley gets the job done. She completes her ascension to the top of what she's been doing over the year. I have got a new SmackDown Women's Champion in Rhea Ripley. Same here. I got Rhea Ripley winning. Um, mommy. <laughs> mommy uh, brings it home. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Rhea. Awesome. All right. Next up, a match that could steal the show this weekend, Josh. Seth Rollins against Logan Paul. Logan Paul is a natural-born WWE superstar. He's better than half yes. the people on the roster. He's better than almost everybody in AEW. So yes. <laughs> he does the buckshot, the buckshot lariat better than Hangman Adam Page, How and that's that? <laughs> that's a shoot, pal. Um, who you got in this one, Josh? I'm very excited for this one. Um, there's been another disclaimer, uh, disnomer out there that like, oh, Logan Paul. I don't know why he signed this contract if he's going to lose all the time. Actually, the only match he lost was to the Tribal Chief. <laughs> He won the match with the Mysterious. I was there for that last year in Dallas. And then uh, he beat Miz at SummerSlam. So, actually, Logan doesn't have a losing record. He has a winning record. All that being said, this could be a barn burner. Uh, it's going to be s- such awesome to see Alvarez and Seltzer wins in agony when these two put on a barn burner of barn burners uh, coming up on Saturday. Because uh, that's where the match is happening. So I'm going with Seth freaking Rollins <laughs> to get his comeuppance on Logan Paul. And it's going to be beautiful. Whoa. 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 Burn down. Burn down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I echo everything that you say, Josh. You know, ten, most times at WrestleMania, the faces tend to outwin the heels here. Uh, so I'm going to take uh, Seth Rollins just to get to get the victory here and get his uh, give Logan Paul his comeuppance. But again, when Lo- when Logan Paul hits that amazing buckshot lariat and 
they oh he's ripping off hangman adam page but he does it better uh you know it will be just another further proof that <laughs> that oh that that other company is biased and stuff i this is going to be incredible josh uh, i got seth rollins winning this too and i think this is good. but don't be surprised don't be surprised okay. if logan paul gets a victory and you know what, set Brent, something up. you know what brad carter Go i got a surprise for you how about this for a spot a okay finish if you will i don't know if you're gonna like it or not think about it logan paul g T S to Seth Rollins. <laughs> I would love that, actually. As a big screw you to CM Punk. Also, don't be surprised if Jake Paul gets involved in this somehow as well. Oh boy. <laughs> Not Just saying. Paul. Just saying. All right. We've right. got two more to go here, Josh. The All match right. that is going to open Wrestle th- WrestleMania 39. Austin Theory, A Town down defending the united states championship against one of the greatest of all time some might say the greatest of all time that's not me i've got him at about number five on my list but there's no doubt he is top five of all time that is the returning john cena uh who you got here this could be a roller coaster and it's very ironic Brett carter nearly 20 years to the day john cena made his wrestlemania debut in the first match against big show He's in the first match of this WrestleMania against Austin Theory. Brother Carter, I don't know about you, but this match is going to be a roller coaster of emotions. And I'm glad this one is starting off the show because it really does have that Hollywood vibe of telling stories. And, you know, how we're going to go through a lot of different emotions throughout this weekend of stuff going on in the show. But Austin Theory will put Don John Cena. Austin Theory will retain and beat John Cena clean, and I, I'm going with Austin Theory. I I, I I I won't be mad if John Cena wins, but to me, this screams Austin Theory all day, every day. So it is inedible. It just doesn't make any sense for John Cena to win here because if he's going to be gone for a while again, it, to me, this is this is a WrestleMania moment for Cena. Everybody's happy to see him with the show being two nights now. You know, this is a great opportunity to bring some stars back, some legends back. So, yeah, I'm with you, Josh. I've got Austin Theory winning clean as well. And this is the official coronation of uh, this is, you know, Austin Theory being a main event player in WWE for a long time. Josh, it is time for the main event. It's time. It's time. Um, Cody Rhodes challenging Roman Reigns, the best professional wrestler in the world. Has been for about five years now. Um, yep, everybody put up your ones. Everybody put up your ones. When Cody Rhodes made his return last year to WrestleMania, it was one of the great moments of professional wrestling history. Let's let's cut it like it is. That was incredible to see Cody Rhodes leave, reinvent himself, and come back to the company um, that made him famous. His work over the last year has been incredible. Um, the fact that he wrestled with a su- su- torn pectoral muscle, you know, shows a lot about his heart, shows a lot about what he is willing to go through for this. This has been the greatest storyline over the last three years has been the rise of the undis- WWE undisputed champion, Roman Reigns. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It's historic in every way, shape or form. 
Josh, the conclusion of WrestleMania 39 will give us the one of the greatest moments in WWE history. When the son when the grandson of a plumber takes his rightful place, avenging winning the title that his daddy never could, ending the reign of terror, destroying the Roman Empire, Cody Rhodes is your new WWE undisputed heavyweight champion of the world in what will be an incredible match. I say this is going to go 30, 35 minutes. Uh, and it's going to be, it's going to be a moment that we are going to remember for the rest of our lives. I've got Cody Rhodes as your new WWE undisputed heavyweight champion. It's a great, great breakdown there. Dr. Rhodes, he break, great breakdown. Thank uh, you. Look, man, this talk about a roller coaster of emotions and storytelling and everything in between. You're going to get that and then some with this match. Um, there's a lot of debates whether now is the right time or whatever for Roman to lose the championship. Um, the bloodline angle can continue on without a championship. There's other layers to this family than just holding a championship. Sometimes the greatest villains have to take a take like a slap on the chin, like just a clean shot sometimes before they come back and get what they really want. When Thanos first showed up in the Avengers, he didn't destroy everybody that quickly. There was a process to it. I thought about this over and over again, and there's there's cases to make for Roman to retain, and I wouldn't be upset if that happened. I, I'll throw that out there. I, and I am wearing the hoodie. I, I'm all down with the bloodline and acknowledgement and trial chief, all that. This is nothing against Roman. When I saw the performance that Cody did at Hell in the Cell in Chicago, I knew then this was the guy. Everybody's talking about who's the next baby face? Who's the next guy to take the title off Roman? It's Cody Rhodes. You see in how the facial expressions Roman gets each time these two have had a promo exchange. Make sure to check it out tomorrow night on SmackDown as we record this as they have their final standoff. You have all the elements here that were not there in Clash of the Castle. This is why I believe Cody Rhodes is going to win. When you're in Clash of the Castle, the wise man was not there, and we had the introduction of Solo. I wanted Drew to win just as much as anybody. I I, I thought it would be a great moment, right? But think about it now. You have the wise man there. Solo will be there as well. I'm sure we're going to have the shenanigans with the Usos. Like you said, the Empire is going to fall down, right? It's time. Cody Rhodes will become the undisputed universal champion. And I I want, I know a lot of people are going to overanalyze this match and that comes with the territory. But this is one of those moments where I want to just sit back and enjoy the match as it's happening and not overthink it while it's going on. Let these two tell the story and what comes out of it it would probably make sense for everybody at that time. But I am going with Cody Rhodes as your brand new Undisputed Universal Champion. 
What a weekend it's going to be, Josh. Everybody, be sure that you check out the two nights of WrestleMania. Also, check out NXT Stand and Deliver. We get a lot of great wrestling action starting this Saturday, and I can't wait for it. But, Josh, do you know what time it is now? Oh, I believe I think we do. Yes. It's time for us to transition to this segment. Let's face it. It's WrestleMania weekend. That's exciting. We love WrestleMania weekend. It's going to be a great wrestling weekend. It's going to be terrific. But let's face it. You are listening to this podcast right now for one reason and one reason only. It's the main event segment. It's the flagship segment. It's the segment where we tell the world like it is as we ask just one burning question. What the hell is wrong with A? E a We're gonna start this bad boy off in a three, a two, a one. Beat your meat, beat, beat your meat, beat your meat, beat, beat your meat, beat your meat, beat, beat your meat, beat your meat, beat, beat your meat. I'm telling you, my time is right. <laughs> now right this minute 2022 we're living in my time is now my time is right god damn now and what intensity it's time for what the hell is wrong with a e w there to start Yes, Josh, it is time to ask the burning question, as we ask every single week. What the hell is wrong with AEW, a.k.a. what isn't wrong with AEW? Josh, do you want to start with the article, or do you want to start with Dynamite? Where where do you believe that we should begin this week? Uh, Let's start off with the brutal show that we had to watch on TNT, uh, uh, TBS last night, actually. All right. Well, let's get into this, then. And I'll um, do you know, I'll tell you, let's start about a couple of things that I did enjoy. And then we'll just start getting into the crap because, oh, boy, was there a lot of crap. Okay. So just a few things that I did enjoy, and then you can respond, uh, yay or nay, either way. Add some things you did. Um, Another great MJF promo. It's clear that nobody in the company can talk on MJF's level. Jungle Boy has just severely outmatched here in every way, shape, or form. But another great promo. Um, I love the fact that he said Marco stunted growth and Dino douche. That was great. Great stuff from (laughs) MJF. That was great. Um, yeah, so that was good. I'm not saying that this is something I enjoyed, but I will say that this is a step up. We're moving in the right direction. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I watched a Kenny Omega match that I wasn't offended by. You know, I wasn't (laughs) offended by this. This actually was okay. You know, we're making, Um, we're making progress. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know who the hell Jeff Cobb is. I don't know if he's good or not. I really have no idea, but, um, He's good. Okay, but I have to say, Josh, I wasn't offended by the match itself. Now, as soon as the bell rang and it was over, then it all went downhill after that, and we'll get to that here in just a little bit. But um, this match didn't offend me. Um, I actually thought that the Guns caught a a nice promo backstage. I liked their promo. But the fact that they're giving away this match on free TV with FTR tells you everything you need to know about Tony Khan's business strategy. And, of course, uh, great great to see Adam Cole back. Um, His match with Garcia was Bebe. His match was fine, I guess. Cole looks good. He just looks thin, man. He just looks like he's lost a lot of weight. So, those are the things I enjoyed from the show last night. Is there anything that you'd like to add, Josh, or anything that I missed? 
Uh, let's see what else. Uh, believe it or not, I actually liked the Gun Club um, promo uh, backstage. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Good. Um, outside of that, um, I enjoyed the I, I enjoyed the Olivier Jeff Cobb match, but um, <laughs> there's always this rabbit hole that we get into when it comes to AEW, especially when it comes to Dynamite. It's like we we're very lucky if we find two or three good things that happen on this broadcast. And hey, man, you know what it is, brother Carter? That's AEW for you, right? <laughs> uh huh. Uh, okay. I'll, 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 especially, I have to give a shout out, shout out to um, MGF for saying uh, "stunted growth" and "Dino douche" in the uh, promo off with uh, Jungle Boy. I gotta say this: okay. does it doesn't Jungle Boy come off with the vibe of the guy, the character that Heath Ledger played in? Uh, what's the name of that movie? Uh, How much I hate you, or whatever. Hold up, let me look for it. It's a late '90s movie. Um, uh, man, just give me one second, guys. I know this is bad <laughs> video. <Yeah. laughs> uh, That's right. This will allow actually oh, allow us to make a trip. Oh, go. I got it. I got it. Uh, ten. I just had it right here. What's going on? <laughs> here you go. Ten things I hate about you. The character. Oh. Uh, uh, if you if you go watch that movie, Ten Things I Hate About You with uh, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles, that's Jungle Boy. That's how he comes off to me uh, as a promo guy. But speaking uh, of Jungle Boy, I was say speaking of Jungle Boy, Josh, let's transition into the shit because oh yes. boy, was there a lot of shit. Okay, so we start off with Jungle Boy versus the Running Limp Man, otherwise known as Matt Hardy, um, and you know. The match itself was fine, I guess, but the interference with Ethan Page and Hook makes absolutely no sense. It completely derailed this whole thing. What are they doing with Hook? So, like, he's feuding with Stokely Hathaway. Now that's done. Now he's back with Jungle Boy. Are they going to do Jungle Hook again? Like, what are they doing with all of this? This makes no sense. Uh, (laughs) This was the beginning of... One of the worst showcases of officiating I've ever seen in my life in one collective episode. Aubrey Edwards, there's not any eye treatment, eye care, eye anything that can fix you and how incompetent you are at your job. VR goggles can't help you. 3D goggles can't help you. Nothing. I don't even think you could be blind (laughs) <laughs> like really blind and that wouldn't help either it you are so bad at your job it it it, it offends me how incompetent she is at her job i, I just gotta call a spade she sucks I, aubrey edwards you are the drizzling shits you are better off doing officiating at gcw or CZW, or at any other godforsaken mud show out there, because you are an incompetent official. Tell me again, Brother Carter, how you're allowed to jump on the apron eight times during the match and not be ejected from ringside. Not only that, other matches on the show. What, it, what was it? It was the um, uh, Ruby Soho and Willie Nightingale match, where you see uh, Tony Storm helping right in front of Right in front of Aubrey's eyes. I, I've seen this. It's on camera. 
referee's making the count this way, and Tony's in that direction, right in front of her. One, two, three. You see the cheating right in front of you. Nothing. Right. And then you go to um, what was that other match um, uh, where the the referee got shoved? I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh, pockets in the butcher. Yes. Pockets in the butcher. Same shit. The referee gets shoved. That's not a DQ. We got sloppy brawls at ringside. Nobody's ejected from ringside. Tell me again how this is sports-based wrestling when none of the officials matter and they all suck. Correct. It just uh, Referee Tony is probably losing his mind right now. It's unbelievable. Okay. So, Josh, we hinted at this earlier, but can you explain something to me, please? Yes. Why are the Jericho Appreciation Society and the Acclaimed hanging out in Las Vegas? Why? Oh, God. <laughs> The Chris, the Chris Jericho, the Chris Jericho show. That's why. Oh God, this was just <laughs> this was stupid. Oh God. Speaking of stupid, we get a backstage promo with Hangman Page and Don Fallis, who then gets attacked. And apparently, Don Callis actually got hurt in this. Like he, they literally hurt him. Which again, no safety protocols in AEW because why would you do that? Yeah, this was so stupid. stupid. Okay. So then we, we get to the Olivier and Jeff Cobb match, which, again, actually was a fine match. Didn't mind it. Here comes the BCC. Uh-huh. And they surround the ringside. The core? Ready to take down, and ready to take down Kenny Omega. Who comes to save the day, Josh? The returning Karen Danielson is back. <laughs> We get a tease. Maybe Danielson's seen the error of his ways after his feud with MJF. Maybe. Helps Omega up. And then we get one of the worst heel turns in recent memory. Omega goes after Wheeler Yuta, so you know the swerve is coming. Then as soon as he does that, Danielson goes, oh yeah, I should probably get into my heel turn mode now. The crowd goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then Danielson goes to turn heel. Like, I was looking at this. Like, what the hell? <laughs> Not only that, Burkhardt, think about this. He just came out the heels of this Iron Man match, and he cuts this crybaby promo where he has, he's like, I got to go home. I, I don't know what about this. And he comes back for this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, here's your consolation prize for the CM Punk drama last week after we recorded the show where he did the Instagram post. You're not getting Punk and FTR against the Elite. You're getting the Elite against House of Torture, a.k.a. the Core 2.0. What in the blue fuck is this shit? <laughs> wow, great. Olivier, who's a heel, against Karen Danielson as a heel. Who am I supposed to cheer for? <laughs> I'm on pins and needles to see Wheeler useless against Brandon Cutlet and Michael Naka Naka the fuck off. <laughs> I'm, I'm on pins and needles for that. Just top tier restaurant quality stuff. Like, are you look the BCC here? Oh, oh, what do you mean, Josh? They're great heels. They got John Moxley. They got Claudio. What do you mean they're not a good faction? Look at the screen. It's brutal. It sucks. Right. I, I I have no desire to see this at all. 
all that crybaby, all that all that crybaby bullshit about oh I gotta go home and make sure I'm good with my kids and I'm taking care of my health. No explanation, just a random ass heel turn. Booker of the year. Go ahead. Speaking of Booker of the year, why does Butcher deserve a title opportunity all of a sudden when he hasn't been relevant on television in three years? I this makes no sense to me. Okay, so. Orange Cassidy, a.k.a. Pockets, wrestles every week. I know you're not a fan of him, and I'm really not a fan of his gimmick. But AEW's best talents are just used randomly. Meanwhile, the company mascot gets to be on television every single week. Can you explain this one to me? Yes, I can. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Tony Khan is incompetent at his job. That's the reason. I, I will say, though, Josh, the pyro that he gets was actually kind of funny. Just like the one little fire and the yeah. small little firework. That's actually kind of funny. I don't well, mind that. That's actually I probably answered my own question here, but explain to me why Pockets needs to defeat every big, tall wrestler on the AEW roster. What else are they going to do? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, best friends are terrible, um, and this match was absolutely lame. Uh, speaking of lame, Josh, again, I, I know you and I haven't had a chance to talk about this since I haven't been live, but Josh, I'm I'm going to say it. Jade Cargill sucks. She's yes. awesome. And I've had enough of her. And she needs to go home and stay home. I've had enough. I can't stand her anymore. <laughs> her promos are awful. Smart Mark Sterling is a waste of time. The baddies are a waste of time. Um, her in-ring is... Her in-ring stuff is you know, a bad version of Goldberg when he was doing his undefeated streak. Uh, Jay Cargill sucks. She's terrible. I've had yeah. enough of her. It's unfortunate because she has star written all over her. And they're just wasting her time there, to be honest with you. Yep. But there's, again, Josh, your booker of the year. Oh, I put this too. So, Riho gets a title match. Right Riho. for the AEW Riho gets a match for the AEW Women's Championship, but a fifty-three and O Jade Cargill does not. Uh, Booker of the do. year, pal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what else is the last there? Thing I'll, uh, last thing, I'll, real quick, and then we'll get the last two things. Uh, Josh Willow Nightingale is terrible. I don't get her at all. And then we get the outcasts who I feel are the Kip Sabian, particularly Tony Storm, is the Kip Sabian of women's wrestling in that she is, as you say, Josh, I initially said Times New Roman font, but you made a good point in that what? What is your rebuttal to me saying she's Times New Roman font? Uh, I think that's an insult to Times New Roman font, the the concept of Times New Roman font, but I, I compare Tony Storm to drywall. That that, yes. that that is what I compare her. There's nothing there. Kind of fine ass waterfall must be fine, but outside of that, all we know is that she's a head case, and it's fitting that her and Juice Robinson are together. That's pretty yeah, the yeah. gist of it. Indeed. Uh, uh, so yeah, this match was fine, and once again, it's for the right before the main event, and it was boring, just like this entire feud. And then to close it out, Josh, uh, we had Adam Cole's return against Daniel Garcia, which again, Adam Cole looked fine. Why he's being paired with Daniel Garcia, I have no idea. And my worst fears of this whole story have come true, Josh. Yep. It looks like we are getting Adam Cole versus the Ocho, probably at double or nothing. 
the Chris Jericho show, baby. <laughs> Come on, baby. <laughs> God forbid something hot and interesting comes into AW, but guess who needs to step in? Anytime somebody gets momentum, let's swoop in Jericho. Ricky starts getting momentum. Let's bring in Chris Jericho. Eddie Kingston is getting pops for the crowd. Let's bring in Chris Jericho to drag him down. Adam Cole's back from injury. Let's bring back fucking Axel Rose. Bring him in. They did it with MJF with Le Debonair. It's yep. I feel bad for Jungle Boy once his feud with MJF is over because <laughs> that, that you know yeah, that's probably next. Jericho, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. This was. He's such so, a lead. He's such a clout chaser. It's it's not even close. Anything else you want to say about Dynamite this week, Josh? Uh, AEW Dynamite is the drizzling shits. I actually feel bad for people who shitted on WCW in the early 2000s. Do you um, want to give us uh, the Rampage preview for this week? Uh, yes, it's time for our weekly excrement impression. Now you get one preview, you get two previews. All right, let's do this. <clears throat> Coming to you live on TNT on Friday night, it's a new edition of AEW Rampage. Starting things off, we got Sammy Guevara taking on Kenose Takeshita. From there, we got Ty Valkyrie taking on The Problem, Marina Shafir. In tag team action, we have the best friends taking on the kings of the Black Throne of the House of Black. And our main event is Juice Robinson taking on Action Andrade. Then that's not only action there, coming up this Friday... On pay-per-view, it's Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor. It's the Reach of the Sky Ladder Match for the vacant Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. It's the Lucha Brothers taking on Top Flight, The Kingdom, Aussie Open, and La Faccioning Norman Dabale, Rush, and Drablisico. And there we have the Ring of Honor World Six-Man Tag Team Championships on the line. It's the Embassy taking on AR Fox, Blake Christian, and Metalik. And our following contest here for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship is the champion Samoa Joe taking on Mark Briscoe. We have Athena putting her Ring of Honor Women's World Championship against Yuka Sakasakasaki. It's a pure wrestling rules match for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. It's Wheeler Useless taking on Kasuyori Shibata from New Japan Pro Wrestling. In an international me- uh, matchup for the AAA Mega Championship, it's El Hio Del Valgingo taking on Commander. And that's a match that was announced, announced following last night's edition of Dynamite. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on the JS's Daniel Garcia. And our main event for the Ring of Honor World Championship. It's Claudio Castanelli for his Ring of Honor World Champion. Do you guys still remember he's the Ring of Honor World Champion? He's putting in that title on the line against Eddie Kingston. More matches being announced. Make sure to check it out on Tony Khan on Twitter. Get all your tickets right now at awtix.com and rohtix.com. Bravo. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. Oh, my God. I had no idea ROH was doing a pay-per-view this weekend until Dynamite. Did any of the matches I mentioned there entice you to uh, check it out uh, coming up this weekend? <laughs> There's one. There's one, and that's Samoa Joe versus Mark Briscoe. I think that could actually be a good match. Yeah, that should be a bar burner. That should be pretty good. But other than that, like, why does Eddie Kingston get an ROH world title shot? <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, okay. Josh, the struggle, um, the struggle is real. Indeed. You sent an article to me um, that I know you wanted to talk about here uh, that was produced by a publication, so I will let you – 
have the opportunity to uh, to do that there, to, to share this article with all of us. In the goal of making what the hell is wrong with AEW fresh and entertaining, sometimes things pop into our direction that we least expect. Sometimes, we, as we say, AEW writes this segment for us. But AEW Digital this time wrote this segment for us, and we're going to cap it off with some snippets of the article that was posted by the LA Times yesterday with the rip, excuse me, with the riveting title here. Can't believe I'm reading this. AEW, the first promotion to challenge WWE in two decades, is ready to make a run. Uh, Brother Carter, should I screenshot this so we can take a look at this together? I've got it actually pulled up right here. But if you All want right. to share it up on, for our YouTube viewers, you are more than welcome to do so. All right, let's do that. Let's uh, entertain the masses here, shall we? All right, let's take a look at this. Okay, here we go. You see TK there? Los Angeles Times. I'm not making this up. Unlike the Observer, we actually have some context to the stuff we talk about on here. Okay, let's get to the part where it's really interesting here. (laughs) Um, Let's start off right over here. Enter AEW and its founder, Tony Khan, a lifelong wrestling fan with deep understanding of the business and disarming memory for its history. AEW was able to appeal to WWE's fans' dissolution by the company's product along with fans of smaller wrestling promotions such as Ring of Honor, later purchased by Khan, and running its annual Super Card of Honor event this Friday at the Galen Center, the home of the USC Trojans basketball team. And international wrestling promotions such as New Japan Pro Wrestling, AEW also benefited greatly from wrestlers' interest in the project as it was able to sign a host of extremely talented grapplers who have been major WWE stars such as John Moxley, Brian Danielson, and Bert Carter's favorite, CM Punk. With that being said, with a pent-up demand for an alternative to WWE and a supremely talented roster, Again, supremely talented roster. The first few years of AW presented one success after another. AW's quarterly paper events equaled or increased their year-over-year buys every time for over two years. Its flagship mm-hmm. Dynamite show became consistently one of the top-rated cable shows on Wednesday night with a strong following in the coveted 18-49 demographic. As WWE's signature Raw program continued to decline in the key demo, insiders, uh, <laughs> this is a great part here, um, as WWE's signature Raw program continued to decline in the key demo, insiders started to predict that Dynamite might eventually surpass Raw as a top-rated cable wrestling program. Critically, the promotion was celebrated for the high standard of its in-ring presentation. More than anything else, AEW is defined by the high quality of its matches. The other key strength AEW possesses relative to WWE is the sense that more of its performers are speaking in their authentic voices. Let's hear some quotes here from TK. What's great about AEW is you hear the wrestlers speak in their own words, and I'm not trying to force words into their mouths, Khan said. I don't write word-for-word scripts for anybody, and we have the best talkers in pro wrestling. Repeat. I don't write word-for-word scripts for anybody, and we have the best talkers in pro wrestling. Wow. The floor is yours. (laughs) Okay. On one hand, I get you have to promote your product, and I get you have to say that we're the best, and I get that you say 
that we're happy that we've got it. You know, we've got the best. We're the alternative. Blah 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 blah. I get you have to say that. Fine. You know, I, I actually don't have a problem with that because that's just being a business person. But then, Josh, you actually have to put on a product. And that, that, that to me is like, you can talk your product up and you can bang your chest all you want of how great it is. And that's fine. And there, let's face it, there will always be some people who are AEW diehards strictly for the fact that it's not WWE. That's it. That's the only reason they tune into AEW Sex. is because it's not WWE. Right? But all you got to do, okay? Watch a Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes promo. And then watch, what, MJF, Jungle Boy? Is that is that, is that your top promo? Like, is that the, 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 is that the comparison of the two companies right there? Right? And then, okay, then let's go one layer deeper, okay? One layer deeper than that. Fine. So you've got the MJF stuff, which is pretty good, right? Yes. What's your second storyline? What's your second storyline? And re- what's your second top storyline? The elite versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Is that your second storyline? Yes. Watch that segment. Watch a Judgment Day with Dominic Mysterio segment. Like it's not. Watch, it's, there's no comparison. Watch the Usos and Kevin uh, Owens and yes. Sami Zayn. Yes. <laughs> and then watch the second tier storyline, which is. The elite, I maybe I don't know. It, all what, a sane person has to do, Josh, is watch the product. What about do. what about the quote that I read in there that insiders predicted that Dynamite was going to outdraw Raw in ratings? Yeah, who are the insiders? Probably <laughs> Seltzer, Alvarez. You know, the people that are on TK's payroll. Bixen Span. <laughs> Uh, I just, I, I, Josh, I now see why you're getting disillusioned with the professional wrestling industry. Not only that, think about the title. AEW is ready to. Ch- oh, let me read this again. Bunch of bullshit. Let's look at this. AEW is ready to challenge uh, the first motion to challenge WWE 2Ks and is ready to make a run. Make a run at what? Be a GCW knockoff with television and money? What are we making a run at? Brother Carter, this article is written by uh, Mr. Todd Martin. Is there anything you'd like to tell Mr. Uh, Todd Martin uh, uh, on this day from the LA Times? Watch the product. It's clear that this is. It's clear that I. I that's all I'm going to say, Josh. Because you know, I, I. All you have to say here is, you don't have anything nice to say. Don't say it at all. But all I would say is just watch the product. You clearly have not watched the product. Just watch the product. That's all there's I'm going to say. There's also alternative options we could go here. Alternative okay. routes, if you will. Oh. Oh, we have oh. we have some fun gimmicks. <laughs> Josh, you know what happens to people? Oh no! <laughs> yes, yes. You know what happens to people who write false articles and who do terrible things? 
in in professional wrestling? Uh, do they get reprimanded? Do you know what happens to people <laughs> who clearly don't do their homework and clearly do not, you know, clearly do not uh, have, they, they clearly have no um, sense of journalism at anything at all. Do you know what happens to those people? Yes, I do. You know yes. what happens to those people who try to claim that they write for credible two newspapers like the LA Times? So Mr. Todd Martin, oh, Todd Martin, what kind of, that's like the most generic name possible. That's like being named Jones Smith. Todd Martin, yay, why don't you call yourself Chris Smith or John or Chris, James or whatever. <laughs> or Christopher Bryan, the guy with or two Chris, first names. Keep going. The, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, Will Moore, the man with two first names or whatever. Todd Martin, for your inept ability, and I'm keeping it low here because I'm feeling kind of sick and I've got, you know, the thing that said, but Mr. Todd Martin, for your attempt to try to just delusion the entire wrestling fan base, you, sir, are what is wrong with professional wrestling, and you, sir, just made the list. Yes. <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> We had the return of the list of Derrico and what the hell is wrong with AW? Burke Hard, let's play this jingle and get the hell out of here. <laughs> This has been What the Hell is Wrong with A-E-W. Everything. There you go. Oh, my God. Beautiful. (laughs) What a way to wrap up this special, this WrestleMania preview special. I want to thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Each and every week here on the Who's Podcast is available anywhere in your pockets. Run the type in Who's Podcast. Make sure to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel at the Who's Podcast as well. Make sure to follow Brother Carter at Twitter at Derek Stoughton. He's also at Instagram at Derrico06. That's a Jericho with the D. Also, make bring sure to check good, out his. Go ahead. Bringing, bring, bringing um, credibility back to that name. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> More importantly, make sure to check out his work at DerekStoughton.com. Uh, also, he does great work at WrestlingRumors.net as well. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Hoots Podcast. All I ask for you guys to do is um, uh, support the pod. Uh, that's all I can plug here. If you want to hit me up on Instagram, you can at Josh Lopez Media or Josh Lopez Music. And I've been um, uploading some new guitar covers and stuff for the last couple weeks and stuff, so it's been a lot of fun. But um, Remember, folks, be the authentic product that is yourself. Remember, nobody dictates the pace of your life but yourself and the man upstairs. Uh, Brother Carter, Dr. Royalty, thank you for uh, blessing us with the presence of Derrico. How's my performance evaluation? No. No. As usual, you get an A on your performance evaluation. I would almost, I would have given you an A plus, but you had a horrible take with Nia Jax and um, oh. Dan Club. So, otherwise, I would have given you an A plus. You had clearly had a horrible take on that, but I'll forgive you for that. But uh, other than that, great job. <laughs> I appreciate that. For Brother Carter, I'm Joshi. This has been episode 354 of the Who's Podcast. Make sure to enjoy, stand, and deliver, and both nights. WrestleMania will be here next week to recap all the events of WrestleMania. For Brother Carter, I'm Joshi. We'll talk to y'all next week. Yes, sir. Bye-bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>